Hello and thank you for listening to episode 494 of 60MW. I'm Dave. And I'm first. <laughs> stop what it. we're doing. Stop it with your bloody first. <laughs> Those bloody YouTube comments and first. Stop it. Stop. It's important, Dave. It's important to it... not only be first, but to let everyone know you were first. No, no matter what the video is on YouTube, just type first and then leave it. Because, yeah, that's going to really add to the conversation. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. And you know, second, second, third. third. Yeah. yeah. Well, why stop at first? Just like yeah, count I mean, that them. Is a, that is a conversation. Yeah, seventy fifth. Yay! Okay, <laughs> <laughs> now this is finally this is the decade of decadence show for December twenty twenty two and January and February twenty twenty three. I've just glanced at my notes and I have got something to say about my notes and it would explain why have I put. <laughs> January and February 2013, because it's it's not Oof. it's not really, is it? That was a while ago. Um, yeah, another catch up show. We did one last year, and once again, it's all down to me. So sorry, <laughs> we're gonna do. There'll be no no movie chat in this. This is a catch up. I have got the proverbial shitload of 80s related stuff to chat about, and I know you've got stuff that you want to chat about as well, mate. So this is this is like the catch-up show that we did last year. We will be back to a regular monthly uh, show, he says, fingers and toes crossed, because you just never know. Um, and we will be back with the movie chat next month. We will say as well um, that if you did listen to the November show, the last one we did, we did say we'd be starting the year with um, surprising each other, with a good movie for a change. We take it in turns, in case you haven't listened to these before, with a first-time watch and a rewatch, And, um, yeah, both both of our movies for next month will both be a rewatch, which we know is a good film, because we want to start the year with a good one, don't we? We do. We do. And also, if you've uh, not listened to us before, I'm Tom. Yes. Because I didn't say. You didn't. You're just first. You're always first, mate. <laughs> I will. Before I forget as well... I'll say this, and then I'll go on to my last hour of hell that I've had before we recorded. Can't be an hour of hell before you sit down to record a podcast. Well, no, no, recording with you stops the hell, mate. It's the, it's the, it's the. What's worse than what's worse than hell? I don't know what is. (laughs) What is worse? Seeing first on the fucking YouTube comments. That's that's pretty bad. Gets me wound up anyway. Um, We did casting our mains way way back. we did ask, and we were going to do, and obviously we haven't got it ready. We will get it ready for the March show. Uh, if you were to watch, um, no, if you could only watch, see, I told you this last hour, I was done my head in. Uh, if you could only watch the films of five directors, who would they be? Oh, yes. Yeah, so we will get those ready for next month. Please email us in. I know that Ben over in Tasmania... You emailed us, and Frederick over in Sweden, you did. Can you please email us again? <laughs> because there's somewhere it's been it's been a bad few months for me. That's my excuse. So and and it's good in a way because your decisions might have changed in the last few months. So that's something we would like everybody to join in with, if you don't mind. If you can only watch the films of five directors, who would those five directors be? Um, I am frazzled, as you might already know, because uh, I did tweet out the other day, um, because I was very excited about recording with you, mate, obviously, 
And I said, I normally have like a handful of bullet points ready for these shows. And because we record, you know, every month. And I had got four A4 pages of stuff. So I come upstairs like an hour before and I go, I'll send Tom the Zoom link. I'll get the road put on. I'll get the computer on. I'll get the notes put up. Shit, where are my notes? Couldn't find them. Oh, Oh, mate. Oh, panic stations. Alarms going off. Anyway, I remembered. I thought, right, okay. I emailed me the sort of the spine of the notes before I added all stuff onto it. Thankfully, I'd still got the spine of the notes, but I hadn't got everything that I'd added onto it. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) So I've spent the last hour frantically adding onto the notes as best I can. Uh not as you know fully fleshed as they were but yeah it's been a bit of a mad hour so i'm i'm still very frazzled mate so gosh yeah wow yeah well you're here now let's hope everything that you had before is there yeah ready to go i think i've got most of it so (laughs) so yeah so apologies in advance if i'm a little bit you know all over the show but no one will notice exactly same same as usual i guess Right then, let's let's get stuck into it, mate. I know. I think we we should start with what you're going to be doing next month because that that is eighties related as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, back in oh god, I mean, to be honest, like the last time we recorded wasn't that long. It was like a month after I booked it, and <laughs> <laughs> and here we are, two weeks before I'm going to New York, um, as you may remember from. The October or November show. Um, I uh, I'm doing a Rocky tour, of course, with Mike uh, uh, on the Wednesday of my trip. Uh, so that's like just over two weeks away. It's pretty crazy how quickly it's come round. But um, yeah, I haven't. I'm not doing. I haven't booked a lot because I uh, I just want to. Like I did all the touristy stuff last time, like mm-hmm. Empire State Building, 9/11 Memorial um 30 rock tour all of that sort of stuff um a lot of it um obviously for wednesday i'm going to philly, philly and making mike doing the tour yeah and on friday i'm seeing muse and evanescence medicine square garden it's also st patrick's day dear god um that's gonna be messy it's gonna be a heavy day but the rest of it i'm just very much just like i'm gonna get there on a monday I'm just going to go out. I mean, I need to get some like toiletries and stuff. I'm traveling light. Uh, I'm not taking a suitcase. I'm not, it's not a shopping trip. So, yeah, I, well, I hope not. Um, you, yeah, you say that now. And then you get last there. words. Well, yeah, and then yeah. I'll buy a fucking suitcase on the way back. Um, <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I'm just going to go out, go to find somewhere good to eat, go to a bar, and just see where I end up. Um, I do want to try and go to. Um, uh warriors um coney island coney island yeah mm. um I, I, if you may remember i was going to do uh i wanted to do atlantic city but i'm only there five or six days uh five and a bit days um and it train coach three hours each way i was just like um, it's six hours in a it's too much time to be eaten up by that so mm-hmm. um and i'd only be there a few hours because of the just the lack of public transport there and back it's just a bit of a weird place to get to yeah um, I could go to somewhere else in Jersey. I, I probably won't, but I could. But um, yeah, so I was just like, oh, I'll just go to Coney Island. That's like 45 minutes on the subway. So 
that'd be like one of the afternoons or something. Oh, uh, but yeah, I'm very yeah. much just like I'm not making any sort of like not many many big plans because I'm just gonna uh, just go wander around. Yeah, see. take it as it comes. I mean, it's I can't believe because Warriors is one of my all time favorite films that I've been to New York twice and still not been to Coney Island. So, oh yeah, I'm very much looking forward. Yeah, to Yeah, I think pictures. I think it's just out. Oh, oh, there'll be loads. You'll be sick. I know you said about photos in a voice message the other day. You'll be sick of her. Sick of the photos. I'll be taking so many. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's off season in Coney Island. So, like the amusement park won't be open with the big wheel and all of that. But hmm. I'll still be having a snout around. So, oh yeah, are you going to recreate any of the scenes while you're there? The whole film. Yeah, <laughs> the whole recreate the whole film. That's it. Yeah, go on. That'd be good. I'll get like a ninety-minute video from you as you as you pretend to be Swan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that sounds spot on. Yeah, and you did mention about eating, finding places to eat, and of course you're going to eat in a in a very great place while you're in Philly too. Yeah, yeah, the um, uh, my uh, I'm sure we've mentioned, I'm sure we've talked about this. I'm sure it's I've covered, I've brought this up in yeah. the um, but but just in, in case the previous uh, show, but, um, just in case, yeah, just in case. Um, I mean, it's not called, it's not called Adrian's, um. It's for Victor Cafe, isn't it, Dave? It um, is, yeah. But in our heart, it's Adrian's. So <laughs> yes, that's my that's uh, that's my evening meal when I'm in Philly because uh, after the tour, I'm going to hang around and I'll, I'll probably I'll go into the museum at the top of the stairs. So yeah, I feel yeah. bad for them; they probably get more tourists going to their the entrance to the, <laughs> the fucking museum itself. Um, the power of Rocky, sorry. Uh, but yeah, after the tour, I mean, I think the tour will finish about one half one. Um, I'm there till late, so um, I'll do some Philly touristy stuff. Hmm. Um, museum, get a Philly cheesesteak, of oh, course, for of lunch. Of course, yeah, you can't you can't go to Philly and not have one of those. No, so I'll do that. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, uh, around five, I've got a meal at the Victor Cafe, um, um, or Adrian's, as it should be called. <laughs> yes, that's Ad- that's Adrian's. Yeah, Pl- yeah plenty so, of pictures uh, in there as well, mate. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, I'm just adjusting my headset. My uh, my little foam cover on my headset's got a uh, just a bigger and bigger tear in it. Well, yeah, I think anybody that that follows us on Twitter, um, it was oh my gosh, when was it? It was well, it'd be June last year when we celebrated ten years of recording together, and I posted a picture of my old um, Microsoft headset that is raggedy as hell. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they start to fall apart, don't they? Eventually, as as we do, you know, as we do, we all. Yeah, it's uh, they don't last long. Might be able to get another one from somewhere. Yeah, get, get one from New York, mate. You know, but oh you, yeah, in your suitcase. Go. Yeah, God, <laughs> the uh, yeah. I mean, I'll get that in my bag. I won't. Yeah, I'll buy a suitcase and just put one foam <laughs> ear, ear thing in yeah. there. Yeah, that's worth it. Yeah, you know, a little souvenir of your trip perfect mm. yeah so yeah i haven't ruled out actually you know i'm saying like oh i'm you know i've worked it all out so with my backpack i can get like the change of clothes in there i'm not buying any toiletries i'll get them when i'm there and leave them there all this shit like that i was like oh yeah i might buy a shirt from mike if oh like i've got to email mike next week just to say what time i'm getting to philly and all of that and where to pick me up yeah i might say oh you've got any shirts um you've got to have a shirt from mike yeah. god yeah. yeah um and uh, i'll get a new shirt um for the gig 
But um, I'm, I'm very much like, oh, no, that's it. But I've, I can, I've like, start a shopping trip, but I can also see myself being like, oh, what am I in there? And then that, and then that. And I'm like, I need a suitcase. Yeah, it's fatal, mate. Going to America, you just see so many yeah, amazing like, things. <laughs> it would be a big suitcase, at least. It would just be a suitcase of stuff. So, um, yeah. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I think it's like 70 bucks to have a carry-on, uh, not a carry-on, a, a, a small bag, mm-hmm. um, extra one. So, um, on my airline, but we will see. Yeah. That's, a, that's when I'm there decision. But, uh, yeah, I can't believe it's come around. I am in desperate need of a holiday. It's been five years, um, mm-hmm. since the last I had a holiday and like, oh yeah, it's yeah. Cannot wait. Very needed. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean every, after everything that's happened in the last three years, I think everyone, you know, has needed a holiday. But, uh, yeah, it's been a long time coming. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, it's been five years since uh, we went away and um, Tina bucked something just just yesterday. So we sit here and record and we're just Oh, going, lovely. Yeah. Even even podcast mascot Bodhi is going with us. We're just having a few yeah. days, <laughs> a few days away in um, in Anglesey. So that'll be nice. Oh, that's going to be really nice. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be uh, this summer, this July. So yeah, finally, after five years, you and me, mate, getting away. So. Yes. Yes. And um, at some point this year as well, we will be reunited. We will be. We will be back together at last. Yeah. So I mean, be- it's been... Oh yeah, it's been about a year and a half, hasn't it? So, mm. Yeah, I think it yeah, has. It was, it was about it was about a month and a bit before I moved to London, wasn't it? It was yeah. in August. Yeah. So another another show together. So that'll, that'll be nice. Again, yes. lots to look forward to, mate. Yes. Oh yes. Mm. Um. Well, I know you know we've we've got stuff to talk about. I do think though, because there's no movie chat and everything, it's all you know catching up and eighties related news and and so on. I think we need to get the shit stuff out of the way. And you know what I'm talking about, and it has been three months. So there is a oh, the f- reason it's been three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is a few. So yeah, let let's get this done and dusted. You might be a king or a little street sweeper, but sooner or later you dance with the reaper. <laughs> oh, Dave, you couldn't wait. <laughs> oh yeah, that's always been pretty shit. Let's get it out of the way. Let's let's get this. This is the this is the bit where I've got the most notes for more than anything. <laughs> Fucking, he's harder than Chinese algebra over there. <laughs> Can't wait. Oh, oh, just give me a minute, mate. Just give me a minute. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, let's, start off, let's start off with uh, Irene Cara, um, who passed away age 63. And I've got, if you're not familiar with this bit, these are people, obviously, who have died. Um, <laughs> and again, again, I have to keep saying this, I don't actively go searching for them. They just naturally appear on my timeline uh, and we always mention you know our favorite thing that they did in the 80s irene cara mate how can you not say fame from 1980 mm. yeah i think most people listening would go or anybody if you mentioned irene cara to them they'd go oh, fame Ask and flash dance oh yeah didn't like the film but the, the song's a banger Mm-mm. oh god yeah uh let's move on director albert Payan, uh age 69 oh, yeah age 69 Quite a body of work, mate. Quite a body of work to pick from. I've picked Cyborg, the Van Damme from '89. Oh, yeah, but my God. And there's Nemesis. a couple of different. Oh, yeah. That's a. I mean, for you know, like if you know who he is, you'll know who he is and the sort of films he does. But my God, like some of them are, you know, for the budgets, just astounding. So. Oh yeah, what he did with you know the money that he got on the locations and everything. Mm. Really, really, really good. Our our type of films, mate, aren't they? From uh, from Albert. 
Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, B movie. Goodness. Oh, oh god. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the more oh, music industry. Christine McVie. Um, yeah. Seventy nine. Fleetwood Mac, of course. Uh, the nineteen eighty seven album Tango in the Night is the mm. one I always associate with Fleetwood Mac because my dad played it to death. I just remember my dad playing it and playing it and playing it, playing it at home, playing it in the car. Uh, it was his favourite Fleetwood Mac album and one of his favourite albums, full stop. So, yeah, it's always Tango yeah. in the Night for me. Yeah, yeah so. um, everyone goes to rumours, but Tango in mm. the Night's... I mean, rumours is great, obviously, oh, but God, Tango in yeah. the Night's fucking banging in there. It's got yeah. not a dud on it. Yeah, it's, it's an absolute awesome album. Um Ruth Maddock, 79, Heidi High, of course, oh, a, a British High, yeah. staple sitcom from the 80s. It ran from 1980 to 88. Uh, she was in 58 episodes. Played. She was the horny one, right? She right. was the, horn, the horny Gladys Pugh. Yes, <laughs> Gladys Pugh. <laughs> uh, yeah, very cheesy, but I remember watching it back in the day. And One of those, I mean, there's like... There's so many of those sitcoms where it's just like the same thing happens every yes, week. Yeah. But it was just like, I guess that was the ultimate comfort watching. You just knew what the jokes were going to be, where the, I mean, it sounds silly to say it these days because, you know, like a lot, a lot of people would want that, but you just knew where the, what the jokes were going to be, where the yeah. jokes were going to happen. Um, yeah. And it was, that was comfort listening, what's listening, viewing. Yeah. It's like, like Hyacinth Bouquet falling in with, falling in the bush because the dog barks every week. <laughs> Just, he knew it was going to happen. And yeah. Yeah. Always raised a smile whenever it did. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Uh, we said goodbye to Kirsty Alley, aged yeah. 71. Watched her just recently because we're it's still in the process of going through all the Star Trek films. So, of course, of course. she was um, Sarvik in um, The Wrath of Khan in 82. Yeah. Uh, Rebecca in Cheers uh, from mm-hmm. 87 to 93. She was in 148 episodes. But for me, she will always be Jackie in Runaway from 1984. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and again, I've told the story before on here how me and my good friend Ike, um, we did, I think someone was it? Oh, my God. 60 mile round trip to Manchester and back. That was the only cinema um, around us that was showing it back in 84. So we drove to Manchester, and I still remember to this day, spoiler alert, jumping out of our seats when Gene Simmons came back to life at the end of it. <laughs> it's that jump scare. So, yeah, it's it's just, you know, I always, when I think of Kirstie Alley, I always think of her in Runaway. I mean, you got to see Runaway in the cinema, my God. I know, yeah, how crazy is you that? You can say that. I mean, well, who can say that in the UK? God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh it was so good so good it was a really seedy cinema though mate i'm sure it was like a that makes it even better yeah <laughs> a really seedy uh, cinema in manchester like you're watching uh tom Selleck and kirsty alley and gene simmons and there's all like oh, like you might actually catch something from sitting in the seat yeah so, oh it's, excellent there's a guy in front in a raincoat and it looks like he's yeah. got no trousers on it's one of those yeah. i mean that was you for gene simmons but well true but <laughs> yeah don't judge <laughs> yeah <laughs> there were two of us in there with a the raincoat on. Uh, <laughs> Just annoyed that he had the same gear on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, not my kind of music, obviously. 80s hair metal is my sort of main thing. But Terry Hall um, from the specials, he yeah, died man. age 63. And I've got to admit, Ghost Town, the special song from 81, 
is a classic song. I remember when that came out and it was yeah. everywhere. And it's still this it's was, still a good song. Yeah, I mean, this was really surprising to me because I'd seen the specials in July. Exactly. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, of course. You mean, like, he, he, he didn't see Mill, but, like, he, um, I mean, he didn't say a lot on stage, but I just thought that was his stage, like, his, you know, persona. Hmm. Uh, he chatted a bit, but yeah, I mean, I again, not my sort of music, but I really I enjoyed the, the show, um, like more live than anything, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like, yeah, I was really surprised. And I mean, 63 as well is not very old at all. Oh, no, so, it's not, absolutely no. not. Uh, director Mike Hodges, uh, he passed away aged 90. And how can I not just say Flash Gordon, 1980? I mean, yeah, no, man. <laughs> Come on! I mean, again, we—I think we rewatched it. I think it was last year, and I've got to say, I mean, I've watched it probably into double figures by now. Yeah, and I enjoyed it more than I've ever done on the the last rewatch that I've done. It just—it just keeps getting better and better for me. So silly, <laughs> but so so good. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, uh, sticking with directors. Ruggiero Diodato, 83, director. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go with one of the obvious ones, I guess, Cannibal Holocaust from 1980. Uh, I remember renting that on video for the first time and because there was like a slew of cannibal films and Cannibal Holocaust was one which was like, holy fuck, <laughs> watching that at, at a, a very impressionable age was uh, good. I haven't watched it in quite a long time, really. I'm not sure how it will uh, hold up to a rewatch. But didn't we pick this for a podcast? One of a I can't, you know what? Back in the 80s, picture house days, because obviously it was, um, you might remember, I was completely turned off by the uh, animal yeah. stuff. Yes, yeah, we did. That's just reminded me, we did pick it. It was yeah, a yeah, picture house one. Yeah. That was probably the last time you saw it, I guess. Must have been. It was, whenever that was, we chose that one. But oh yeah, my I was, God, yeah. Obviously, lots of other great films, but yeah, Cannibal Holocaust, not for me. Yeah. <laughs> Cut and Run. Cut and Run's a good one Cut as well. Cut and Run, yeah. Cut and Run's great, yeah. Yeah. Uh, aged 81, Vivian Westwood, very influential in the fashion design over here in the UK and a favourite perfume of Tina's. So oh. that's why I've put her in. She loves Vivian Westwood perfume. Uh, very personal for me is a name, when I say it, I guess hardly anybody listening to this will get. Uh, our American listeners will probably, but that's about it. When I say Franco Harris died aged 72. Um, do you know who that is, Tom? Nope. Sorry. No, he's a Pittsburgh, or he was a Pittsburgh Steelers player from uh, 72 to 83. And when I went on my NFL trip um, to Pittsburgh in 2018, I met him. I got my picture uh, with him and had a chat with him and he signed my flag and he was so lovely. Um, and then he passed away and I was very sad. Oh, no. Yeah, no, in fact, I'm looking at him now. He's right in front of me as I yeah. s- sit here and he's, you know, I've got the flag framed and the photographs from that trip and there's mm. me and him there. So, yeah, that was absolutely gutted uh, yeah. when he died. Uh, finally, at last, um, aged 82, Raquel Welch. Oh. oh, now I know. Whenever I think of her... And it's made me want to rewatch it because I haven't rewatched it in a, quite a long time. And I love this film. Uh, it's from 1966. It's Fantastic Voyage. And again, if nobody's ever seen it, watch it. That's all I'm going to say. Love that. I've, you must have seen it, Tom, or, or haven't, yeah. haven't you? Yeah, have, yeah. Um, Not for a long time. Yeah. I have. 
And then I looked, okay, what can I pick for the 80s? Mate, the 80s weren't kind to her as far as, you know, movies. It was a lot of TV stuff. The thing that I've picked is a Muppet video, uh, the Kermit and Piggy story, where she plays herself. Nice, nice. I'm actually going to see a film with her in at the cinema in a few weeks, oh, okay. a week after next. Yeah, like um, a friend um, is doing a sort of panel um, for International Women's Day, um, uh, part of a sort of um, a thread of films at the Genesis Cinema in East London. Like It's like trash films, mm. but they're doing like a panel, and it's um, Kansas City Bomber. Uh, where she's Ooh. a roller derby skater from 1972. Wow, I don't think I've so, ever seen that. Yeah, so um, yeah, that was a, that was all announced um, in the, before she passed away, and uh, so yeah, that was a timely film. Yeah, mm. I've not seen it, but um, she, and that's where she plays a roller derby skater trying to balance her desire for a per- happy personal life and her dreams of stardom. Ooh, I'll have to watch out what you say about it on Letterboxd, mate. Yes, yes, I'll, uh, yeah, there'll be a review, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll brighten it up a little bit with a birthday because on the 16th of January, Caroline Munro was 74, a person nah. who you and me both have met, mate. Yes, yes. Yeah, lovely, lovely lady. Yeah. And oh. movie, movie legend. Oh, totally. I mean, the film she's been in is like, yeah, you can pick so many, can't you? Not just from the 80s, but before and after then as well. Uh, I will mention as well that Bonnie Tyler, who is now 71, by the way, got awarded an MBE. Nice. Yeah, so it's Bonnie Tyler, MBE. How cool is that? And from Wales, of course, as I sit here recording in Wales. So, yeah, it's another another. Yeah, it's not not bad. It's not all bad there. No, so I thought, you know, I'd end that section with, you know, a bit more. Something nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, as I look at my notes, mate, I've got I've got stuff about video games, I've got stuff about music, and of course I've got stuff about movies and TV. Um, I'll well, tr- as I've got the uh, the usual run through of activities, which is quite a long one. Now, yeah, obviously. Let's, let's... although there was a big gap of you know over the festive season. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, and I've got a couple of other bits on top of that as well. So I don't know where. Who, where, where do we start? I don't know. Let, let's check it we'll over continue. to you. I've just I've just okay. been talking about death with a, a, a birthday and an MBE thrown in. So yeah. okay, <laughs> so I will. You. Yeah, I will. I'll start. Um, if we recorded last on February, serving November twenty fifth, I've got my mm. last year's diary and this year's diary in front of me. Um, so um, one of the first things I did after that was I uh, um, uh, had a birthday. You most certainly did, mate, didn't you? Yes. Um, and uh, for the day itself, I mean, the the New York trips, technically the, the belated birthday trip. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. of doing it on the on on for the birthday, but you know, like it was just been a bit too much of a rush, and spending money needed to be saved up a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I just sort of had a bit of a day to myself. I went to see the Warriors on a big screen, like we just mentioned, uh, mm-hmm. the Warriors and thirty-five mil. That was fun. Um, then went out some, just had a wander around central London. Bought some bits and bobs, um, and um, I'd got tickets to um, that morning on the old uh, Today Ticks Rushes thing for uh, the Tina Turner musical. Oh, lovely. Um, and that was front row centre for 25 quid. Um, obviously, very good seats. Um, and uh, fortunately, bought my earplugs, which I didn't think of at the time because it was like a concert at time. It just fell, fell into full band playing. It was really good. If you if you get a chance to see it, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 
just for so like obviously her story told through her songs the songs aren't chronological it's just whatever fits but um yeah yeah that was a good a good night um uh, but it was quite funny. I was just like, oh, talking a bit, take earplugs out. Oh, music, put earplugs back in. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was uh, fun. But yeah, Front Row Centre for 25 quid. Good old uh, rush tickets. I got lucky there. Oh, yeah. Absolute bargain, that is. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, also, to sort of up the night before, I'd also seen um, Best of Enemies um, with Zachary Quinto and David Harewood. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a really good. It's about the um, political debates, um, how like political debates started in America. Um, uh, basically, which was really good. Political debates with non-politicians, like commentators. Yeah. Um, so uh, that was good as well. I think that's just finishing its run this week, I think, or has just finished its run. Um, so you can't go and see that <laughs> until it comes back with someone else, I guess. Yeah. Um, um, and then, God, and then the day after the Tina Turner musical, I was on holiday this week, that week, um, it's all shine down. Uh, Wembley Arena. Oh, I'd love to see them. I really, yeah. there's one band I'd love to see. I saw them at a smaller venue in London. I can't remember, but I'm sure I saw them if they played the UEA in Norwich once, but obviously this time they played Wembley Arena. So a bit of an upgrade. Um, can't remember who their support band were. It was a bit of a screamy, ah, well, yeah. but it's gone. But uh, Shine Down were really good. Um, lots of pyro. They, uh, they had a pyro budget. <laughs> Um, and uh, of course, I sent you the expendable song. Oh God, yeah, yeah. They left it a little late. I was like, "Oh, they're going to do it? Are they not?" Um, I was I mean, so I glad had... that they played that and you sent yeah, it. Yeah, I hadn't. I've been a bit out of the loop with them um, since not the Sound of Madness album, but one after it, and they'd had about three or four albums since. Yeah. Um, so some of the newer stuff, I was like, "I don't know what this is, but it's good." But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that was that was a good show. Um, and uh, similarly. A couple of weeks later, um, and this was thanks to you, Dave. Um, this is where um, your birthday—you sent me a little, a little birthday thing, um, <laughs> which was nice. Um, um, I got a ticket to see Alter Bridge at the O2. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad to you know you, you managed yeah. to do something with that. The and Alter Bridge yeah. too, another band I'd love to see. Yeah, I got um, yeah, good, good spot. Uh, good, I got a standing ticket. Good spot. Um, yeah, um, good support lineup. Um, uh, Mammoth WVH, which is Wolfgang Van Halen's band, mm-hmm. who are really good, sort of like just that sort of modern hard rock. I don't know if you've heard them yet, Dave, but you might no, like no, them. I haven't heard yeah. any, anything I think about them. I think the album's called Mammoth as well. It's worth uh, worth checking out. Yeah, um, they were good. Hailstorm um, also supported. They were good too, and Oldbridge were great again. Like them, I did see it at the UBA, um one year. And again, somewhere else smaller, possibly um, Astoria. Rest in peace, the Astoria venue in London. Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, and now playing the O2. Wow, bit of a difference. Uh, and then, if that wasn't enough O2, I went back to the O2 two days later. Bit different, <laughs> and um, very far away seats, right up in the nosebleeds. But I was just like, oh, I only want to play X amount for this to see. Brian Adams. Wow. I mean, come on. You can't get much more H's than that, really. My God, the hits. The hits kept on coming. My Lord. Yeah. He had, you forget how many absolute bangers he's had. Yeah. He's just kept coming. It was weird being right at the top of the back. Like, um, you felt a little bit removed. Hmm. And, like, you couldn't, like, I couldn't see his, like, my, like I could see him, like, his, how, you know, but I couldn't, like, 
see the features of his face. And obviously I'm more used to being a bit up closer for gigs. So yeah. Yeah. That was a bit weird, but, um, uh, it was, a, yeah, really good gig. Um, and also he, his, his, I mean, this, this, it should be how much shirts are at gigs, but like he was doing his shirts at 25 quid. Wow. That's now, good. They're, now, now they're like t-shirts at gigs at 35, 40. Oh yeah. yeah I was gonna Sometimes say. even more. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I was sort of having an ahhing until I, well, I was like, oh, I'll see what they're like. And then I sort of was like, 35 quid. <laughs> yes, Brian, this is what you do. Yeah. This is how you do it. Um, but uh, yeah, that was a, that was my uh, final gig of the year. Um, and then one final thing, and then I'll throw it over to you because this is the last thing of the year. Hmm. Uh, the next day after Brian Adams was, um, as you've seen on the website now, a bit of a belated review, um, Devin Brown. Um, yeah, you know what, mate? It's... You know, I'm so glad you went. And I've I've seen Darren Brown once live, but I think people need to realise what you had to go through to write a review of something where basically you can't say anything because you're going to give it away. I mean, I mean how, he, how yeah, tricky he, is that? I mean, he joked about it on the, on the night. He said because it was press night. He said, oh, it's press night. Uh, but yeah, you're going to find it difficult because you've got to keep everything a secret. So, <laughs> yes. And there was some stuff like, I mean, obviously, I said this in a review. Of, like, We all know he does audience participation. And yeah, he does yeah. things where he gets the whole crowd to stand up and then says a certain thing. Some sit down, do this. But there was a point where, you know, he did something that, you know, not, not only affected me, but other people in the crowd. Yeah. Um, and I still don't know how he did it. And there's, you know, a certain bit of it. I, I, can, I think I can say this. There's about nine, uh, 45 to 60 seconds of that show. I cannot remember. <laughs> and to this day, I still, you know, it's gone. I mean, like it's sort of been filled in in my mind. As, as, but, you know, but that's not remembering. That yeah. Sort of, so yeah, yeah, really, really good show. Um, it's still on. I think he's got about uh, two or three more weeks mm-hmm. um, uh, in London, and then I think he's doing Norwich, and then um, that's that tour finished. But uh, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, he always comes up with a different theme for each tour, doesn't he? Where... Yeah, yeah, it's got a story to it, like yeah. this one. Yeah, it's really, yeah, really well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd love to see him again. I think what he does is is really interesting. I mean, yeah. one of the layers for it, for me, which I'm sure it is for you and, you know, a lot of people listening is trying to work out how he does it. Is mm. it is it exactly how he explains it or is there a bit of, you know, jiggery-pokery going on, a bit of misdirection, which I'm sure there is. And, yeah, but he's, you know, no matter how he does it, he's really bloody good at it. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a very... Uh, very entertaining show, and it's it does spark a bit of conversation when you leave the oh, theatre yeah. after you've watched him mm-hmm. because yeah, you've you've just got to talk about it. Mm. Um, I'll throw it over to you because that is a good point to a pause. Cause yeah, that's, that's the end of the year. Um, well, I'll go through the video game stuff then. Um, okay. There's uh, oh, just three games. There's a there's a game coming out. Oh, actually, it could well be out now. This this is my mad hour before we recorded came in i did have more details than this uh, it's called crime boss rock a city it's a first person shooter and it says oh it'll t- it'll transport you back to the 1990s but there is a quite a bit of 80s in it as well which is why i'm mentioning it because it has the likenesses and the voices of michael madsen michael rocker kim bassinger danny glover danny Trejo, vanilla ice 
and I'm saving the best till last, mate. Chuck Norris. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, okay, that could be worth a lockout. So that's Crime Boss Rocky City. Uh, also, and the clues in the name, Rough Justice 84, uh, a single-player board game-inspired um, game. It's you run a private security agency, and the screenshots that I've seen from it, it's just a shit ton of neon. It's full-on 80s. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, come on. It's got 84 in the title, so that's well worth mentioning. Uh, also, this game, and again, sorry if it's out already, uh, called High on Life. And partway through it, there's the I think it's TV sets that you can come across within the world that you play in. Mm. You can watch full films on the TVs. I've heard something about this. Yeah, I think someone <laughs> I work with mentioned one of them. Now this might be something else entirely. One of them was was it Troll Two? No, this one, the one I've got, I've got four names written down. And I might I, be wrong. Yeah, yeah other names. I I could be again because this was in a hurried you know, pre-podcast recording. Uh, I know definitely one is Tammy and the T-Rex, um, which me and Tina recorded an SOS show about a good few years ago. Just a gratuitous plug there, in case you've not listened to that. Uh, Demon Wind is another It was Demon one. Wind. Yes, was it, it is. Demon it was Wind? Demon Wind. Yes. yes. Yeah. Because I think we picked that back yes, in the 80s Picture House yeah. days, and we talked about that one. Uh, Blood Harvest and Vampire Hookers. So Nice. Yeah, the 80s nice. live on still in video games as well, mate. So Amazing. That's all right. <laughs> I, what I'll do is I'll carry on. I'll talk about the music stuff because then that will lead on to some more of the stuff that you've got that you've, you've been to this year. Yeah, I'm sure, yes. Uh, so, right, music. Um, we have talked about in the past, there's been so many adverts these days that use music from the 80s, and there's three that... I've come to my mind and on my screen lately. Uh, one of them was while I was watching the American football on Game Pass, and it was for Discover. No idea what Discover are. American listeners, let me know. But a little quiz. Right, so there's three. I'm going to say the name of the song. You give it just a beat, Tom, and then see to give the listeners time to go if they can guess who the band was that sang this song. I'm going to be very disappointed. Sorry to put pressure on you, mate, and you, the listeners. I'm going to be very disappointed if you get any of these wrong. Okay? So the Discover ad in America has the song, We're Not Going to Take It, which, of course, is by... Bon Jovi. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. Twisted Sister. Of course. Uh, Then there's two adverts over here in the UK. Tesco are playing The Final Countdown, which Mm. is by... Emerson, Lake and Palmer. Oh, if only it was. Imagine. Imagine a version of The Final Countdown. It would be 20 minutes long. (laughs) It would be, wouldn't it? Fuck me, that'd be a long advert for Tesco. Uh, We've seen this band as well, haven't we? Yes, the and they're playing, yeah, yeah, and they're playing in the UK uh, later this year. Um, I may or may not go. They are fucking expensive tickets. Ooh. Europe. Yay. Make me say it. You've got to say it, mate, just in case people, in case there is that one person out there that doesn't know. Uh, third, here we go, for the 100%. Direct Line over here, an insurance company, are playing the song 
Nothing But A Good Time. Again, which is by... Mr. Blobby. <laughs> Mr. Blobby, uh, who did who did get to number one over here. So, did. yeah. And he's having quite a career renaissance at the moment. He's so. having nothing but a good time at the moment, mate. So yeah. Poison. Could, Yay. Poison. Brett Michaels, CeCe DeVille, etc. Well done. Well done, mate. 100%. Hopefully everybody listening got 100%. If you didn't, go to the back of the class immediately. Uh... I did, and of course, because this is not too long after we last recorded, on November the 23rd, 1982, which of course was 40 years ago, last November, uh, me and Ike went down to London to see Kiss on their Creatures of the Night promo tour. And it was like, oh my God, I've still got the photographs, I've still got the killer single signed by Gene and Paul and Ace and Eric Carr. And it was like, it was one of those moments where it was like, holy shit, that was 40 years ago now. <laughs> yeah, man. Wow. Yeah. And of course, I was talking to Ike about it and, you know, we're swapping memories, and which are still so clear. Um, quite surprising. It's our age, I guess. Um, but but yeah, it's it's amazing how quick 40 years went by, man. week before I was born, you were doing that. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Um, kiss. Ah, even though they said they wouldn't do. Returning to the UK <laughs> this summer um, and doing a few dates everywhere. And I'm pretty sure we talked about it in the November show. Um, and if we didn't, we've talked about it privately. And I said, I can't afford it. You know, I've seen them, you know, I've been really lucky. I've seen them 31 times. First saw them on the Look It Up tour. I think that's enough. It's, it's a lot of cash. And... Mm. I'm not going to go, and I wasn't going to go until <laughs> I messaged you about it. Until I think it was last week, um, or maybe the beginning of this week, uh, where my son, who is now 23, uh, messaged me. He lives with his mum uh, and said, "All oh, right," he said, "You took me to my first ever tour, um, and it was Nickelback. I think it was two, could have been 2008. I've got in my head, so he would have been eight years mm-hmm. old." Um, he said, you took me to my first ever tour. He said, I know you really love Kiss. He said, I want to take you to this because it's going to be the last time Kiss are going to play here. He's never seen Kiss. So it's going to be messy, mate. I am, and I'll say it now, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a, an emotional mess because I'm going to be, not only, of course, is it, you know, it's going to be the last ever time I'll see Kiss. More than likely, you know, never say never as far as Kiss is concerned. But I'm going to see them with my son, and he's never seen them before. So I'm going to be seeing them through his eyes as well. And as I've said in the past, every time I see Kiss, I go back to that 14-year-old kid that I was when I first discovered yeah. them. So having this experience, he messaged me like an, about an hour before we recorded. He's so excited about it. Um, and he was saying, oh, we've got to take loads of photos. We've got to take loads of, of videos. We've got to you know, archive so many memories of this amazing thing that we're going to do together. So I'm, amazing. I'm just going to be in tears. I'm not going to see the show because I'm going to be crying yeah. all the way through it and just hugging my son. It's going to be, oh, my oh, God, this is amazing. amazing. So, yeah, from going from, yeah, it's, and, you know, I'm at peace. I've seen them loads of times. I'm not going to see them, blah, 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 to now where my son is taking me to see them. And it's like, I'm going to be there with him. So, yeah, I am so looking forward to that. I think it's, ooh, 7th of July 
in Manchester. Yeah, it's a day before I'm seeing him in London. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think yours is the. I think it's a Tuesday. No, it's 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 a. I know it's a Friday because what I've had. Oh, to okay. Do... It'll be. It might be the day after or two days ah, after. Because I'm seeing him. It's definitely a Wednesday, and I'll get into why I know this for sure a bit later on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, like, th- this is a Friday because, of course, I'll still be at work. I've had to clear it with my manager that I can finish work like about an hour and a half early. Tell them. Yeah, tell them, not ask them. I am finishing work early. Uh, because then, you know, I live about, well, I work mm, about an hour and a quarter from where my son lives with his mum. And then it's about mm. another hour to Manchester. And so I've got to finish work a bit early. Um, yeah, so, the, so the, the July show, when we record that, mate, um, yeah, there'll be some, some good kiss chat, that's for sure. There'll be a lot of kiss chat and yeah. there'll also be a lot of other stuff as well. So, yeah. But again, I'll get into more of that. Mm. Later on, but yeah, really looking forward to Kiss. Yeah, um, this will—I mean, it'll be the third time I've seen them. Um, yeah, download two thousand eight. Um, then just two years later at Wembley Arena, which was one of my favourite gigs of all time with Andrew. That was good. And uh, mm. but this time I, I won't be alone. I'll be uh, with Robert Beardsley, who's never seen them. Before. Oh it's wow, how cool! Bucket list, real bucket list one for him. <laughs> nice. So um, oh, that's really good. Yeah, and also the support band. Like this was. I, I don't know if we spoke about it because um, at the time they announced the support band, you weren't going, so I don't even know if I bothered messaging you about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Skindred, which, <laughs> oh. which it's like I would have not put them together. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, God, I love. I first saw Skindred at the UEA back in like 2004, 2005, supporting yeah. Soulfly. Um, and I had a big, like, they're really big, like, a surge of popularity at the moment because one of their more recent songs is being used as like one of those TikTok video. You know, like, TikTok seemed like to have just the same song over each video. Yeah. It's like certain songs. I don't know. I'm not big on TikTok. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, like, one of their songs is so, like, Kiss have picked wisely. But yeah, just, yeah, Skindred. Um, I don't think Bloody you're going to get hell. much. Of, I don't think there'll be much of a mosh pit for them, but. <laughs> the age of but uh yeah really interesting support but it is uh, yeah it'll be yeah it'll be good i mean obviously i've told my son i've said you know gene and paul are in the 70s now and yeah you know there's the whole you know there's the whole people oh it's it's ace and peter bloody lookalikes bloody bloody blah um and they can't sing and they can't do it i said yeah they were a lot slower than they used to be obviously who isn't when you get to your 70s Paul can't sing like he used to. Who can when they get to the seventies, you know? But as a as a pure experience, and I think we talked about this. At, oh, it was a good few months ago on the show where um, Ben Wyatt in Tasmania saw them for the first time, and he had such an emotional experience watching them. Yeah. And it's going to be, you know, just the same for that, you know. So I'm really glad that they're still going and got this opportunity to see them. And yeah, they're not the band that they were. I know all of that kind of stuff. But it's it's still going to be really good. So yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on from my you know what probably favourite band ever to one that I'm not very keen on. Let's talk about Iron Maiden and the oh, <laughs> the Iron Maiden stamps. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I've seen these advertised. Oh, there were twenty three. If you're a stamp collector, you've got twenty three different versions that you can buy. They range from uh, you can pay thirty pence for the Iron Maiden first day envelope, which from the photograph that I saw didn't have a stamp on it. 
which I thought was a bit weird, but I don't know. Maybe it does, but the picture I saw didn't. So it goes from that up to £199.99 for the limited edition Platinum Eddie Stamps. Which, mini rant, by the way, can everybody stop doing the uh, 99 pence? It's 200 quid. Putting 199 pounds and 99 pence does not make it seem really cheap than if you were putting 200 quid. It's a penny. Just put 200 quid. I don't know what you think about that, mate, but no. Stop it. Stop with the 99 pence. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Steel Panther, a band that are known for, you know, sort of risque lyrics, fun, blah de blah de blah I encourage everybody listening to this, I don't know if you've listened to it yet, and especially watched the video for it on YouTube, they had a song out, I think it was the back end of last year, called 1987. And it's all about, surprise, surprise, 1987. And there are some amazing lyrics in it. I know they're, you know, they're usually very silly, quite rude. There's some great lyrics in it, especially if you grew up during the 80s. You can really relate to what this song is about. I highly recommend that song. So if you are of a certain age, go and listen to Steel Panther, 1987. Uh, a song that you're familiar with, uh, Rose Tattoo have recently released um, remastered beats from a single drum. I think it's their night. This is where, again, my notes fail me. I think it was 1986 album. Uh, which contains the, among others, single Suddenly, which was played on Neighbours. Of course. When Scott and Charlene got married. So I think that's the big one from that one. Uh, Madonna is about to go on a greatest hits tour on the UK. 40 years, mate. 40 years. Again, where did that go? That went pretty quick. Um not, I wouldn't mind seeing her, but ticket prices, mate. That's Yeah, I mean, it's sort of thing I'd look at her. Uh... It'd have to be someone pretty desperate on her uh, twickets to yeah. lower it to a point where I'd pay, considering how much they were in the first place. So. Yeah. I know Tina saw her in America, and she's actually on... Oh, she's going to kill me now because I forgot the name of the like documentary thing or whatever is about Madonna during the... What would it be? Late 80s. And you can see Tina near the front of the crowd. Oh, nice. During it. So... Um, so she's seen it, obviously, at Madonna's height. I've never seen her. I would love to see her, but it's too expensive. Yeah. <laughs> it's way too expensive. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne has announced his retirement. Uh, his UK and European 2023 tour has been cancelled. He's 74 now. He's not in the best of health. I know no, he's, done, he's done the No More Tours tour and the No More Tours 2 tour and so on. I can't see him coming back from this, mate. I really do no, think right. this he's is just... it for Ozzy. No, he's not in any physical condition at all. Like you've seen, yeah. like you know, he's done absolutely done. He was he put in a good show at the uh, Commonwealth Games closing ceremony. Yes, yeah, he did. Sounded great, and that yes. was live. Yeah, um, looked great. That's a good way for him to bow out. Exactly. Um, yeah, uh, he doesn't need to put himself through it. He just yeah. The, the most recent album was good as well. Mm -hmm. So just yeah, there's a good place to leave it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I know the word legend is thrown around. You know. Quite no, often. Thanks, Dave. I mean, a bit but, out of context, but well, that's yeah. nice of you to say. But as far as podcasting go, I think that applies to you, yeah. mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, I mean, come on, rock legend, Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. Holy shit. What he's done with his music, with his life, every, you know, he has lived the 
rock and roll lifestyle. Yeah, and the and fact f- that he's still alive after exactly. the amount of drugs he's consumed is... <laughs> the stuff that he's done is ridiculous. So, you know, that he's still here with his age 74. And again, I've spoken in the past. One of my favourite memories was the um, Ultimate Sin Tour and being, like, front row for that and seeing him on that was, you know, I'll always have that memory. So, yeah, love Ozzy Osbourne. Um, Waxwork Records, if nobody's heard of them. I have talked about them before because I bought the uh, double album soundtrack to Dawn of the Dead. Um, Mm. One of their latest releases is the soundtrack to Bloodsport, Van Damme. And they they continue their awesome work. The covers that they do are so good. And the coloured vinyl, it's not just... that They very rarely put out, you know, a red vinyl or blue vinyl. It's always... Not tie-dye, but it's, you know, it's it's this really eye-catching way that they colour the vinyl. Um, so if you're interested in the Bloodsport soundtrack or any others, I do um, do encourage you to go and look at Waxwork Records. They are in America. Postage is a bit pricey, but if it's something that you really want, and it's it's quality stuff, you know, I'm more than happy with the Dawn of the Dead double disc that I got. Yeah. Uh, two more things to go. Gary Davis is doing, apparently he's got, because I don't listen to the radio anymore, He's got a show, and he's had has done for a while, called Sounds of the 80s. It's okay. going on a live tour this year. Um, of course, Gary Davis, he was a Radio 1 DJ over here in the UK from 82 to 93. Uh, hosted Top of the Pops many, many times. And I think at the moment when I looked, and again, I did have the details for this, uh, I think it's five dates spread over the year at the moment. And I wish I'd still got the details because it's something ridiculous. He's playing, and this won't be accurate, of course, because I'm just guessing now from what I wrote a few days ago. He's playing something like it would be the Birmingham Philharmonic Hall, the London Hall of Excellence, blah de blah de blah and then it's playing, oh, God, it's the Frome. It's something like the Frome Cheese Festival or something like that. It's so It sounds so out of place with the other dates that he's doing, but I'm sure Frome and their cheese places are really good. So I wouldn't mind. I love cheese, So, but it just sounded really weird. Yeah. Um, finally, before I'll throw it back over to you, mate, we've talked so many times. Oh, my God, here we go again. Now albums. Now that's what I call music. Blah de blah de blah. <laughs> Just yesterday, I saw an advert for Now Dance the Eighties. Forty songs, forty dance songs of the eighties. So I had a look. I'm not going to do any sort of quiz with it because. It's just going to be the same songs. Exactly. The one that stood out for me and the one that is still in my head to this day, because at the time, for a while there in the 80s, I had a job where I was travelling the length and breadth of the UK. So the radio was on a lot. This song, mate, even now, like 40 years later, is so ingrained into my head. And it's Ride on Time by Black Box. Because it was played fucking constantly. It was, I remember that. Oh, yeah. my God. It was just all the time. So that was the that was the main song out of this 40-song uh, compilation that stood out for me. But, yeah, because it's dance songs, it doesn't quite hit as much as all the rock stuff or even, ch- you know, all the chart stuff for me because not a big dance song fan. Uh, right before 
I'll go on to movies and TV stuff. I'll hand it back over to you, mate. Okay, let me continue. Into the new year now, obviously. Hmm. The sort of stuff I like doing, gigs, you know, Q&A screenings, you know, events, just comes to a screeching fucking halt before Christmas and stays that way. <laughs> it takes a long time to get going. So, yeah. And I didn't have the greatest Christmas, as, as neither did you, Dave. Um, mm. um, I just... <sighs> I just don't like. I'm 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 seriously considering um just going somewhere, an Airbnb cabin in the woods for three or four days <laughs> next Christmas. I've already actually discussed it with my family, just being like, you know, it's not it's not you. I, it's just I don't like this. Just hope, mate, stress and the pressure. And- before you go on, mate, if you are going to do that, and I know we've both seen this now, uh, just hope that there isn't a knock on your cabin door. Yeah, Dave, big Dave Batista. If it, if oh, if that happens, mate, get out of there quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but no, I'm generally thinking about like just like not doing Christmas this year, mm. just this once, you know, not being like that's it, but you know, just like just go away and hide in a cabin <laughs> in the woods just for a few days. Um, but we'll see. Anyway, so yeah, point being, it's a while before anything comes up, so it did take. Till January the 17th for something to happen, um, which was a screening of To Live and Die in LA, one of my favourite films, um, mm. right with Prince Charles. And they had Wang Chung there doing a Q&A. Excellent. Which was quite good. Um, of course, I'd seen it at the Prince Charles before with Wang Chung there as well as William Friedkin. So it wasn't quite as good as that, let's yeah. be honest. Um, but, you know, any chance to see a film on a big screen and you know just hear people involved they obviously they were, they were able to speak a lot more because obviously William Friedkin's there obviously the main focus is on him uh the last time but yeah no it was really interesting and it was it was a shame because there was about to um they ran out of time just as they were about to start talking about how audiences this does happen a lot of a Prince Charles like react stuff that's like dated yeah, like that sort of like laughter, like laughing at it and that sort of thing. It happens similarly with like Nicolas Cage, just Nicolas Cage's presence in films now. He doesn't even need to say anything. It could be something really <laughs> serious and people just start laughing when he speaks and it's just like, this isn't funny. And they're yeah. just sort of getting into like people not really like, you know, like film, old, you know, like a film from the 80s, you know, yes, it's dated. It's not funny. It just is what it is. You yeah, know, it's, it's like... Of its time, uh, isn't it? Yeah, like... um and they were just beginning to get into why people do that, but it ran out of time. I was just like, of all the places, because it does happen at the Prince Charles a lot with some people. Um, I also remember seeing Colour Out of Space there. Yeah. And it was quite, it was in the end quite a mad Nicolas Cage performance. Hmm. But um, uh, his first line was something just like, hello, something completely nondescript. And people just started laughing. I was looking around, like, what are you fucking laughing at? Like, <laughs> I'm sure he will do something mad. But yeah, it's very similar, like how they react with Nick Cage films to how they act with people react with like dated stuff yeah and it was just like this is strange because it's just it's not funny it's just of its time mm. i don't know i don't know why people laugh it's i've always found it really interesting it's just been a few times doing films you just turn around and like, what fucking what are you laughing at like, you should do that mate you should you should just you should go and do a bit of cage rage yourself Stand up and turn around. And, you know, I was so scream, glad. What the fuck are you laughing? At? I was so because I went to see Pig there, and I was just like, I don't know if you've seen Pig. Yes. Um, oh, great film. I was dreading it for the crowd, but no, all good. So well, that's uh, not good. everyone. Not everyone. I'm not saying everyone that goes to that mm. cinema or everyone who goes to see Nick Cage on. So we're just going to laugh all the way through because he's on the screen. But yeah, it does happen. 
Um, but anyway, I digress. The next night, now, originally for this, I had that this evening, I had a ticket to go and see Darren Aronofsky do a talk at uh, the BFI. He mm-hmm. had um, uh, obviously the whale coming out of Brendan Fraser. Yes, yeah. Um, so I was just like, oh, that would be nice. Darren Aronofsky done some good films. And then I got an email from Picture House saying, special preview screening of a Fableman's um, uh, will be joined by some very special guests. They did not name who the very special guests were. So, oh, they didn't. Oh, naughty. So I got a credit uh, for my ticket at BFI. Um, and I was just like, I just booked, booked it. I was just like, this could be who it could be. So I'm going to take a chance. Yeah. So we got there, and, and that night it was. Um, I was in, the, you know, I got there a bit early to the Picture House Central in mm-hmm. London. Um, I was just in a bar, and then joined a queue that had formed, and the people I talk about who it could be. The the premiere of the Fablemans was happening over at the um, Curzon in Mayfair uh, that night. Everyone was there: Spielberg, um, the cast, and obviously, like the talk of the queue was like, could it be Spielberg? Yeah, could Spielberg oh, yeah, be coming to do yeah. like this introduction to this film. So we got in, sat down. I was in like a fifth row centre, waited, waited some more. And then two security guards appear at either door. I'm like, oh, it's going to be someone then. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, then finally someone came out a bit late and advertised and said, oh, uh, Peg's coming out, blah, blah, blah. Uh, first, we want to introduce uh, one of the film's producers. I'm really sorry, I can't remember her name. Um, <laughs> um, you know polite applause and then the lad who plays the main character through most of the film he was there like polite applause yeah. and uh, writer and director Steven Spielberg <laughs> bloody hell and there he was wow like, introducing the film like meters from me whoa Steven Spielberg the man himself like uh, the films like do I even need to list yeah, them? oh I mean come on it's that is ridiculous he like, is is it, is it even necessary to list the films that he's made mm. 70s 80s 90s <laughs> 90s all the way through I think somebody put I read somewhere and I wish I could remember the full quote from it because it it was a really good quote and it was something along the lines of oh it was it was something like no matter what age you are or if you were born at any time during the last 50 years or whatever, you grew up watching yeah, like a very influential Steven Spielberg film. It was a, it was a, it was a sort of a, to a, this, to this day. Yeah. Uh, I include, um, um, the Fablemans cause I thought Fablemans was great. Loved it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you've said it as well. The, 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 one of the best final scenes oh, God, in a yeah. film in recent memory. Oh, and like just the, the last genius, genius. With, um, what happens. And, yeah. you know, I'm, like, I'm not going to spoil it, but there is a, uh, there is somebody playing somebody in it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's just brilliant. And yeah. then, yeah, there's a final, very final shot, which is just great. It's, and I'm not just saying it cause he was there and it was, you know, I'm all, but it's a film about move. You know, there's been a few yeah. this, this award season. There's been a few films about like the love of films. Mm. You know, like how great cinema is. Obviously, timely with getting people back in the cinemas. Empire of Light was one. Fablemans was another. Babylon, in its way, was another one as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, like um, Fablemans was just yeah, it was brilliant. And him being there, he was saying like you know because it's about him. It's biographical. Yeah, it? so, and doesn't doesn't you, and you said you know the 
the lad that plays the, the main part in it has got such a look of a young Spielberg as well. Yeah, he said like Spielberg said something like, you know, like in my previous films, I've hid behind um, AI, I've hid behind, yeah. you know, like dinosaurs. I've even hid behind the president of the United States. But this <laughs> one, you know, I'm coming out and saying this is me. Yeah, um, and yeah, it was really good. Um, Judge Hirsch is in it for a few scenes, and he's brilliant. Yeah, um, yeah, it was really. Good. It's a shame it's not done got many oscar nominations mm. but um you know spielberg he just does quality film after quality film um but yeah just um amazing like i was in the same room as steven spielberg <laughs> it's so cool the same uh, room no, not too many people can say that mate no that was um, the first of a few of my um in the same room as uh, <gasps> oh. of, of directors i've got a few to go oh um um, that's um, another thing. This was just a movie screening I went to, but I just thought it was an 80s film and I'd never seen it. And I just thought it was worthy of a mention. Um, I went to a Prince Charles cinema last month and saw Moonstruck and I'd never seen it before. Oh, God. I haven't and watched that since it came out on VHS. Wow. I yeah. mean, I mean, maybe we should revisit it at some point yeah. and, um, and talk about it. But I went and I was just like, oh, it's a Nicolas Cage film I haven't seen. 35 mil, big mm-hmm. screen. That'd be a nice thing to do on a Friday. Um, coincidentally, or incidentally, I should say, um, that was upstairs at the Prince Charles. Downstairs was the double bill of a mummy and the mummy returns. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was umming and ahhing. I was just like, and in the end, I was just like, I've seen the mummy and the mummy returns. And yeah. they do that double bill quite often. Never seen Moonstruck. If I'd done the mummy and the mummy returns, fucking Brendan Fraser <laughs> showed up and introduced a film, partially dressed like his character as well. Um, I mean, I was, I was just like, wow, I was in the same room as Brendan Fraser and Steven Spielberg. Um, but no, well, the same building anyway. But um, no, I was so happy with the people who got to see Brendan yeah. Fraser. Yeah, I'm just like, who, like, he's just, I, we all love him, don't we? Oh, so, God, yeah. Footage of that. I have seen it. Um, it's on YouTube if yeah. anybody wants to watch it. And it's like, he's, he just always comes across as such a lovely guy. Yeah, I got, I mean, oh God, I hope he wins the Oscar. He was yeah. so good in The Whale. Like, The Whale, the film, like, it's a bit stagey, um, but he elevates it to something you know so mm-hmm. so much and uh and he's so, where... he's so up isn't he for recording another mummy film he's yeah. you know he said loads of times that you know if the right script was thrown um, at him he yeah would i mean happily yeah do it. now's the time he's in the new scorsese film he's like the renaissance or the um i can't remember what play on his name they, they've said <laughs> renaissance or whatever it is um uh yeah it just seems just like wonderful and i you know i was a bit a bit it seems a bit less of a sure thing now. Brendan, Fre- not sorry, uh, uh, Austin Butler won the BAFTA, mm-hmm. um, but f- BAFTA's a fucking weird man. Um, but, uh, so hopefully, I just hope he wins the Oscar. It, yeah. he, he deserves it so much, not just through his performance, but everything he's been through. It's a good like comeback story. Um, he's been through some tough times, and he just seems like yeah, a yeah. genuinely good human being. And uh, yeah, I mean, if I needed a wee during um, uh, Moonstruck, I might have even seen him. But uh, I didn't. But yeah, <laughs> Moonstruck. going to the toilets, and he's there next to you, mate. Yeah, in, like, in his mummy gear. Having, yeah, having like, a wee. I mean, thought I'd be tripping or something. But uh, <laughs> but um, back to the original point. Moonstruck. Oh my god, I can't remember the last time I laughed so much during a film. Mm. The crowd were well into it as well. The audience, you know, it's, it makes it even better where the audience are howling oh, as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just it just one of these films that just builds and builds and builds and builds in the final scene at the breakfast table. 
I mean, I think it's something we should like maybe in a year or so, or maybe even sooner. Like, I'll pick it as something like rewatch. Yeah, rewatch. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just perfect. Um, and yeah, it was great. And there's people coming out of it, just like there's a few people I heard saying, I can't believe I've never seen that. That was so good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I went all five stars on Letterboxd. I fucking loved it. So nice. Yeah. So um, what's next? What's next in my cavalcade of. So busy, mate. We've said this before since you moved to London. It's just yeah, it's I mean, a it's whirlwind. To, whirlwind. It's started to slowly pick back up again. Um, Tom in the same room as director, volume two, Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> Holy shit. Talking about all things animation at the BFI. This was really good, obviously, it, like Pinocchio. Hmm. Um, that's a shoe in for best animated film at the Oscars, um, um, which I liked. I liked Pinocchio. Uh, yeah, I haven't, like the, I haven't seen that yet. Didn't like the songs, but hmm. I like the film. But um, yeah, no, really interesting. He had the co director up for a bit as well. Um, they were just talking to him about his influences in animation hmm. he was just like really engaging speaker um so that was really cool guillermo del toro just yeah. there um 80s related i might as well just churn through the rest of the stuff and then talk yeah, about yeah. what's coming up yeah yeah um after you've spoken some more um 80s related um i got paid i had a day off and i finally after so many times of trying to get cheap tickets for it finally got to see the heathers musical <laughs> Nice. Yes. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I'd re- like really like the t- tickets was thirty quid and really good. It was one of those theaters. Though. It's called the Other Palace. Hmm. It's kind of near Buckingham Palace. Um, where like I was just looking around, I was like, "There's no such thing as a bad seat in here." Yeah, it's probably why I had so much trouble trying to get a ticket. Because, <laughs> like, but fortunately, I managed to find a cheap ticket place for thirty quid. I was like, I was, I was, I was going to get a bit annoyed. I was like, "Oh man, again!" I've been trying so many times to oh. get a, a cheap ticket, um, and I finally did. And yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's really good. Like. It was like being at a pop concert, like for some sort of, you know, like some of these K-pop bands wow. or something. Because like the heathers came out and it, like all these people were kind of like, ah, like screaming <laughs> and like all the songs at the end. Just I like, didn't get a round of applause. Just got like, whoa, whoa, like whoops and screams. And I was just like, wow, it was such a cool atmosphere. It's just like, uh, but no, it was really good. The songs were great, uh, but they didn't like, it's as dark as the film. It's, uh yeah. I mean, it may be even more so. I mean, there was like, a, oh, I was thinking, I was just like, you know, one of the iconic lines of um, Heather's is um, at the football player's funeral and like the dad breaks down and just says, you know, oh, I love my dead gay son. Mm. And I'm just like, oh, you know, people could be so like, you know, how people are about things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, will they Will they include it? Even, you know, include it. They made a fucking song about it. <laughs> and uh, um, 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 and it ends up with the two dads of the football players ending up in a relationship. <laughs> so it's like they took it to another level. Um, so yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. Really, really good. So glad, I, and really glad I went because the, the cast, the um, uh, Veronica and the Heathers, um, they're all leaving their roles um, oh. during this month um, because I'd done a few searches on Instagram of like. Yeah like where it was and stuff like it started popping up like the actresses that play them and uh, yeah i was just like I sort of ended up looking at all of their instagrams like, oh they're, they're all leaving on the same day so uh um, it'll be a completely hell. new cast so yeah. i'm just like well, i'm glad i got to see the you know the og cast of it yeah. as well um but yeah really really good that was um that yeah, does sound fine. good that does sound really good 
Not not a film not a not a film you'd think would have been adapted into a musical. Yeah, but... exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And if if anybody out there hasn't seen Heather's yet, highly recommended. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. If you've not seen Heather's, ooh, ooh. Um, then finally, February the tenth got to a, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. That was two weeks ago. Jesus. Jeez. It really isn't long to New York. Um, first gig of a year at last. Oh, I have missed live music. Um, and what better way to to go to the London Palladium and see Belinda Carlisle? <laughs> Similar to Brian Adams, in as much as the banger followed by banger yeah. followed by another banger. Um, yeah, that was just like, oh, it's a seated gig, but like, what are we going to stand? Like, the moment she came out, everyone stood up and no one sat down until the end. <laughs> just hearing, just like, leave a light on, heaven yeah. is a place on earth. Um, I get weak, you know, less, oh. like, oh my God, just hit after hit after hit. And her voice, she looks incredible. She sounds incredible. Oh, good. She's like, she's like, she looks, she's 64, 65, and she looks like, about 40 she looks like <laughs> you know it looks better than we'll ever look at you know like i'm 40 and i i'm you know yeah she was just yeah incredible um that was a really good um first gig of a year oh um, no I'm, I'm glad the first one was a good one mate to kick the year yeah, off yeah and then oh we carry on tom in the room as famous director continues <laughs> oh my god with um um spike lee Whoa. Of all people, he was getting a BFI fellowship. Um, so it was a sort of a double uh, thing now. I was there for quite a while at the BFI the other week. Yeah. Um, so it was an interview with him interspersed with some clips of his films. Now, I was a bit like this guy who um, interviewed him was like, he works in fashion. I'm not entirely sure who he was, but he then, he'd said he'd first met Spike Lee in 1990, 1991. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I was just like, oh, he's not the greatest interviewer. And it doesn't feel like they've, like, if they've known, like, that maybe they mm. met then, you know, there's this, yeah. you know, they're like, it doesn't feel to me as if they're mates, you know. Yeah. I mean, I could be wrong, but, or they could just not have a good repartee for that sort of thing. But, like, I was a bit like, oh, no, he's a bit of a, he's not a great interviewer. Um, because Spike was not really saying a lot. He was just like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then, like, we had that before, like, with John McTiernan, you know, like I mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Really bad interviewer, a bit of a prickly pear. Well, he's a lot of prickly pear. Spike wasn't. He just started, he just took over, basically. It was in the odd question from the interviewer, but, like, he just run the clip, watched a clip of a film, then he just went into detail talking about it. He talked about about seven or eight of his films, hmm. um, like that. And then the final clip was, uh, clip from Inside Man, which was quite apt considering. Um, and then one of the head honchos of the BFI came up because it was a proper award ceremony as well for him uh, to present, introduce him. He did like an intro for him. And then he introduced Clive Owen, who came up to um, present um, Spike Lee Award because obviously Clive Owen was in Inside Man. Yeah. And Clive Owen told this really funny story about how he was cast. Spike came up, gave a little speech. And then that was the end of that bit. And then I had a ticket for a screening of Summer of Sam afterwards. And he came back out and he did an intro for that as well. Oh, good. So, yeah, it's like fucking Spike Lee. I was in the same room for Spike Lee for like two hours. <laughs> I must be about 3% cooler than I was before. Yeah, that's it. No, it's, it's all rubbed off, mate. Uh, okay, last thing I'll mention, uh, because I'm running on, um, was another gig. My second gig of the year um, at... The Palladium again. Mm-hmm. Very different from Belinda Carlisle. <laughs> it was, I mean, my God, I still can't believe I saw 
this human being on the stage in front of me. <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> Weird Al. <laughs> Be Weird Al. Like, oh, mate, it was amazing. He didn't do that many of his parody songs. Um, it was the, the tour was called something like the ill-advised um, ego trip, like this long whole thing. <laughs> uh, basically, it was him like doing his other songs. Off, yeah. you know, his, he did a bit of a mashup of um, uh, White and Nerdy, Amish Paradise, mm. Yoda at the end. Yeah, um, but it was predominantly the um, the other songs off his albums, and they are great. I didn't realize like some of them are just. There's this 11-minute one called Albuquerque, which is amazing. It gets to about eight minutes in, and he loses where he is, and he starts it again. It's like, <laughs> it's all this sort of But It was brilliant. It was just like, weird Al. Yeah. I mean, oh, that's, you know, I mean, his tour shirt was 35 quid. I was like, yeah, fucking give me it. <laughs> what a weird Al Yankovic tour shirt. How like, often, yeah, are you going to yeah, get a chance exactly. to buy that? Yeah. And he was supported by Emo Phillips, who um, is a longtime friend of Weird Al's. He's in yeah. UHF. He's a bandsaw. The guy cuts his hand on a bandsaw in UHF. Um, oh, my God. He was brilliant as well. Talk about someone, because he's got this weird voice. Of, yeah, you know, he's, yeah. And he's like just an odd looking guy. And like, you just, we, you just did not know where his jokes were going. <laughs> there was one, and I'll never get it on the same level. But he was talking about like he got to London and he's wanting to take photos, and he only had a camera phone, and he was just like, like you know, a phone on his camera, and he's just like, um, you know, and how he'd wanted a proper camera. And he's yeah. like, oh, it's a thing. He's like, um, he's like, it's a thing. Like he's like, oh, camera phones are just like incest. Uh, it's convenient, but the quality's not there. <laughs> <laughs> but it, like obviously i wouldn't be able to replicate how he said it like yeah. how he had the timing and everything yeah but like, of course it was that sort of thing you just did not know where he was going with any of it and some of them are really dark for jokes he made and um yeah i thought he was fantastic um emo phillips if you like look on youtube for him he's yeah really good <laughs> um but yeah that was such a good night and weird to have you know, obviously a gig, but with a stand-up. As yeah, a yeah. Port. But um, so yeah, that's what I've been doing, um, and Dave's going to talk some more, and then I'll let you know. Yeah. What will I be doing? <laughs> All right. Um, well, I'll go into. I oh, I failed you. I I feel quite ashamed because, of course, you you know you mentioned um, about Philadelphia early um, earlier in the show, and I didn't. Press this button. Yo, Polly. Oh no! Oh. I'd have allowed it as well. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, so I'll make up for it now, mate. Because let's get into the regular section, which is Sly News. Yo, Polly. Wait a minute. So, when I'm talking about me doing the Rocky Steps and all of that in the next show, yeah, are you just going to be like, Yo, Polly, Yo, Polly, Yo, Polly? <laughs> all it's going to be, mate, is Yo, Polly, Yo, Polly. And I'm trying to talk over it. <laughs> <laughs> Try and get a word in edgeways, mate. Dad, please. <laughs> so he's not even using his finger on it. I'm <laughs> oh yeah, I've, I've got this technique off to a teammate. Uh, <laughs> so to, to begin, yo, Polly. Twenty uh, second of September, twenty twenty three is the release date for Expendables Four. Is uh, it? Yep. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Not quiet. My expectations are... I mean... Through the floor, mate, to be honest. I mean, that is about a year after it was supposed to come out. Yeah. 
roughly. Yeah. And Sly's in it. It's mostly... I don't even know who's a bad guy in it. No, I don't. I mean, it's mostly about Lee Christmas, isn't it? Jason Statham's character. Well, I mean, that's not even a spin-off, though. I guess it's leading into the, yeah, the Lee Christmas. But he's, oh, yeah, because he's top billing in it, and there's... Oh, I'm yeah. just, I'm just not. In, I mean, um, maybe that, maybe that will be to my advantage. That my yeah, expectations yeah. for it are so low. It can't low. be much worse of a third one. Oh, so, please don't let it be worse than a I third mean, the fact one. that it's an R-rated, and I know that's that is what it's going to be yeah. as well. But because um, they tried to with number three, they tried to, they tried to please everybody. And, they tried to please and, an audience that wasn't there. Yeah, they exactly. Tried to please a younger audience and there isn't a younger audience no. expendables so. no but mistakes were made i think you know they know that i mean mm. so in the way of you know the action will be better i hope so but i just it just seems so like what's going on with it yeah. so um i guess we'll find out come september will it be yeah. in the cinemas i don't know i don't know and again you know if it's r-rated wouldn't it be great if they did like a proper throwback and did squibs instead of cg blood which is the thing these days yeah they went real old school with it all it'd be like yes but i doubt that they will but yeah we'll see we'll see i'm not gonna write it off you know until oh, God, no. until i've seen it so but yeah expectations low mate moving on yo polly i have finally watched all nine episodes of tulsa king um Ooh. absolutely Loved it. Now and again, you know, regular listeners, you might be thinking, oh, of course you loved it, you fucking huge Sly fan. Uh, but Tina, she said it's like, she can't remember a part that was, apart from Rocky, obviously, uh, that was so perfect for Sly. You know, he acknowledges that he's in his mid-70s in it. The character is in his mid-70s in it. He does this, you know, there's some action in it. He fires a gun. He has a fight, but not in a wild, over-the-top action way. It is more appropriate to the age that he is now. And let's get it right. You still wouldn't spill his pints, would you? If you met him in a pub, he's look, you know, he looks after himself. He's, you know, he can still pass for doing what he does, and they do it in a really good way. Um, and if anybody, you know, out there doesn't know anything about it at all, he's, you know, a mafia guy that comes out of prison, He's spent 25 years behind bars for doing something that you find out about. I'm not going to spoil it. Um, and he gets kicked out to Tulsa, where he starts his own little mafia gang, and they start earning money over there. It's uh, it's funny. It's heartfelt. Sly is so good in it. The whole cast is really good in it. The bits of action that are in it work well. Uh, it's been greenlit for Series 2, yeah. which, which is really good. Uh, and I'm very much looking forward to series two, and I'd recommend you know even if even if you're not a huge Sly fan, um, watch it because it's a really good series. So yeah, recommended, mate. I know obviously you'll watch it at some point, won't you? Yes, yeah, I'm going to watch it next time I get a free trial of well, not Paramount Plus because the, the Paramount Plus app just doesn't work but mm. through through Prime yeah. channels. Yeah. yeah. Um, on to the next. Yo, Polly. During the Super Bowl, obviously the Super Bowl happened um, just a few weeks ago. There's always like the huge Super Bowl adverts. One of them was an advert for, you just said it, mate, Paramount Plus. There's an awesome one. I don't know if you've seen it yet or not, but I do encourage everybody to go to YouTube and watch it, uh, which Sly is in. And he's it's it's like Cliffhanger. It's his character mm. in Cliffhanger, and he's climbing up. His own face carved into the mountain. <laughs> and it is such a good advert. Um, 
So yeah, if you haven't watched it, go and search that out on um, on YouTube. You, you have seen it, have you, Tom? I have, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's really good. Um, next up. Yo, Polly. The, and this is a bit of a mouthful, uh, Critics' Choice Super Awards winners. Hold on. Critics' Choice Super Awards. That's it. Um, March the 16th, this is taking place. So, the best actor in an action series, limited series, or made-for-TV movie. The nominations are Kevin Costner for Yellowstone, John Krasinski for Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan, Ralph Macchio for Cobra Kai, William Zabka for Cobra Kai, uh, Alan Richson for Reacher, and Sly for Tulsa King. He's up for an award, mate. And Tulsa King is also nominated for the best action series slash limited series or made-for-TV movie. Um, And that's up against 911, Cobra Kai, Kung Fu, Reacher, and Vikings Valhalla. So, yeah, Tulsa King could win an award and Sly could win an award. I think he deserves one for that because he is really good in it. And we've talked in the past about his acting and, you know, he often gets slated for it. But he has quite a few times shown that, you know, he has got some good acting chops. Yeah, he can act. Yeah, yeah. And he really does in this. It is such a good series. Uh, And again, regular listeners know. And of course, Sly's in it, so, you know a little bit of a pass, but me and TV don't go together. I'm always a movie person. Um, Yeah, I could have happily watched loads more episodes of this. So, yeah, I'd be interested what you think about it when you get to watch it, mate. Yeah, no, I will will definitely report back. Mm. Um, I've just got some movie stuff left, so I'll hand it back to you um, before I get to the other movie stuff. Okay, so what I'm doing, what's coming up? Um, Next weekend, um, it's the Just for Laughs Festival in London. And uh, me and Chris Howard are going to uh, check out a couple of the uh, bits going on. It's all around the O2. Um, I think it's headlined by Ryan Reynolds in conversation, your your mate. My um, mate, yeah, my mate from just up the road. Um, <laughs> then um, I think like Graham Norton's doing a thing. There's a thing about history of comic belief. But um, yeah, we're seeing um, when I saw um, David Cross last year, he was supported by a guy called, uh, well, the, the host of the night was a guy called Zach Zucker, who was brilliant. Hmm. One of his characters was like this, this, this sort of um, um, dated American comedian who's just crap, but it was that sort of like on purpose crap, and it was just really good. Anyway, it's, um, he does he MCs this thing called Stamp Town, so we're going to see that. And then um, Craig T. Robinson, Daryl out of the U.S. office. Oh yeah, his band is playing uh, at oh, the Indigo good Lord. Um, uh, that evening. It's a bit of a late one. It starts at half ten, eleven um, sort of time. Um, well, not the Craig Robinson thing, but mm. the other ones before that. Um, so, yeah, yeah, we're going to go and check that out next weekend. Nice. Next Friday. Um, that's the last thing, the big thing I'm doing before the trip. Yeah. Um, post-trip. Um, uh, Wasp. I get back on my Sunday, and on my Friday's Wasp. Oh. Very scheduled Wasp date. You, you know what I've seen? And, again, I'd recommend people go to YouTube for this, because in America, and I – and please, anybody, and yourself included, Tom, correct me if I'm wrong, there's so many amazing videos on YouTube of Blackie doing, like, the meet and greet thing. You know, you pay a bit extra. Um, yeah, yeah. But not the ridiculous amounts that, you know, the likes of Kiss and that charge. Yeah. And he has a proper Q&A with them. And he really oh, will nice. answer anything. There's some, oh, incredible videos up online, really interesting and entertaining, and you can just chuck anything at him. And he's, I will. 
He seems like really personable uh-huh. in it, and you'll just you know just chuck anything at him, and he's answering yeah. them. And uh, I cool. thought, oh, okay, so for the UK gigs, I've you know I'll pay the extra for that and go and meet him and ask him a question. But I haven't seen anywhere, and I'd love to be corrected on this, that he's doing the same over oh. here in the UK. So, that's yeah, that's that's something I need to find out for sure. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's coming yeah. up. Yeah, so um, keep, a, keep a look out. Hmm. Um, one thing you're not doing by the sound of it, like this is their 40th anniversary tour, which would have been last year. So, I mean, they did a, some American dates last year. Yeah. Um, was like, oh, the full stage show for the first time. Uh, yeah. You know, and it's just, they're just not doing it. Mm. Um, I mean, just the same because I mean they've got the round house, they've booked a roundhouse in the in London, and that's you know what a fucking venue. And just to have their <laughs> fucking stage show they had at the waterfront in Norwich, it just seems a bit of a waste. It's yeah. just like you know they said they were going to do the full thing, and you know I don't expect them to like fucking throw meat into the crowd or anything like that, but yeah, um, just not doing it uh, by the sound of it. And I'm sure it'll be a good gig, and it'll, you know, oh yeah, yeah. Good to hear all the classics and like you know big old best of set. I think the last couple of times I saw them were album tours, so it's more mm. new stuff or some more. But it's like it's a bit like no, oh, you you got. I mean the reason I'm assuming the reason I think we spoke about it last year, like they postponed it by a year, was because they didn't sell enough tickets because mm-hmm. um, uh, it's a roundhouse. But um, yeah, I don't know if they'll do it differently for the UK, but from what I've seen like, and heard, they promised all that in the US and it just. They just didn't do Didn't that. happen. Yeah. They yeah. had the big mic and all of that. But the big yeah. Mic and Elvis, like Elvis, cool, Elvis so, yeah. Yeah. But, so, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, the, last, the last time I saw them was at the TIV, uh, just up the road from here, and it was, you know, they did the whole of the Crimson Idol. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that was good, I mean, you know. Yeah, oh. musically great, but, like, yeah. you know, don't promise something you're not going to do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I agree, mate, yeah. Uh, but we'll see. You know, they might do it in the UK. I don't know. Mm. Um, a few days later, I'm seeing Midnight again. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so uh, yeah, but um, they're at Hammersmith this time. Um, upgrade, um, they were at Brixton Academy. Um, obviously, won't be playing Brixton Academy this time because it's shut at the moment. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Hammersmith Apollo, um, for them, Chris Howard's coming along to that because it turns out like we're both fans and didn't realize. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's that. Just there's a few bits I've booked. I am um, just April's pretty quiet. <laughs> um, Let's go into May. Sorry, I'm going to see the Groundhog Day musical. Groundhog Day musical. Yeah, apparently it's brilliant. Like I uh, didn't know about with, that. I'm going uh, with a couple of friends. Um, uh, Tim Minchin wrote wrote the songs. Oh, okay. So and obviously he did Matilda, and I, I saw the Matilda film. I haven't seen the show, uh, but I'm like, I've really enjoyed these songs as far as a kid. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, suppose it was it ran in London in 2016, and now it's the first time it's back. Um, yeah, Rick, uh, my friend really has seen it before and was just like, "Yes, uh, it's good." Um, so there's that. That'd be fun. And then a few days later, um, I'm seeing. Oh, I don't know if you. If I said to you, I'm seeing the Neverland Express. Would you recognise mm, that in any way? No. Quite a famous support. Uh, a the band of quite a famous individual who's no longer with us. Mm. No, because Neverland, Peter Pan, no, it's nothing, Michael nothing Jackson, uh, and that's all. I'd I'd be just at a dead end yeah. then. No, it's it's nothing to do with Michael Jackson. It's uh, Meatloaf's band. Ah, okay. Um, um, yeah. So his band, uh, the Neverland Express, um, are touring 
with a guy called Caleb something or other hmm. um, who won X Factor US season 13 um, and um, yeah they're playing Battle of Hell in full in fact on Spotify it's, there's a record you know there's an a, like a covers album of them doing Battle of Hell he's got a good voice I don't be interesting to see if he, he can nail the humour side of yeah. things but like he's yeah. definitely got the I was listening to some at work and I was just like, no, this guy's got the, like, there's some covers of Meatloaf songs. You're just like, nah, you haven't got it. Like, you need a particular voice and he's got it. But um, yeah, so I was just like, I won't be able to see the real thing anymore. So, mm. uh, um, but yeah, the, it's got the seal of approval from Meatloaf before he passed away. So, uh, oh, that's good. Yeah. So, um, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Then, uh, they're going into June now. It's just booked. Many a thing. Um, just on, on a Tuesday in June, myself and the good doctor, Dr. Tom, are going to go and see um, a couple of people who are on, another couple of people who are on their farewell tour of the UK, apparently. Penn and Teller. Oh, their fel- farewell tour. I didn't know that. Apparently, yeah. Um, ah. Yeah, I've always liked Penn and Teller. Yeah, so, yeah, me um, too. So, yeah, we're off. That's at Hammersmith as well. Um, that'll be something now talking of things that'll be something there's a week in july a saturday to saturday (laughs) good lord okay i will begin i've booked a week off for this stuff saturday the first of july i will be at crystal palace park uh for a festival known as dog day afternoon Mm. um it was this or i could have gone and seen def leopard and motley crew i know what you would have chosen dave but um, i've (laughs) I've seen the youtube videos of what vince neil sounds like now i've seen motley crew um a couple of times and they're fucking great and i will just keep that memory yeah sounds like dog shit now that's it i mean that's the way big mars isn't even there anymore because i mean i know he died about 25 years ago but um, (laughs) they, they managed to keep him propped up for but um yeah, I'd be the just, I'd be the same. I'd hold I'd hold my memories of seeing Motley Crue on the Girls 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 tour, right? <laughs> and Def Leppard on the Hysteria tour. I mean, Def Leppard is still good, hmm. um, I'm sure. But um, yeah, I was just, I mean, I've seen Def Leppard a few years ago. Well, God, not a few years ago, um, several years ago, and they were good. Hmm. But it's like I'm like I can't pay that for uh, Vince Neil. Um, yeah, like price again, and though, also, isn't it, mate? Yeah, it's... and also they announced like the tour and put tickets on sale for it. Then, like two days later, they're like, "Oh yeah, Mick Mars is retired." Like, oh, cool, nice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, like everyone's bought a ticket. Be like one of the founding, well, they're all founding members. Mm. And it's just like, oh yeah, they're not going to be playing it. Someone else, it's John Five out of Marilyn Manson's band. <laughs> Great, nothing against him. Oh like, no, no, he's he, you know, he's good. You, you know, you, you people were paying for Motley Crue, and like a quarter of them, you know, it's one, you know. I digress. Anyway, Dog Day <laughs> Afternoon at Crystal Palace Park is Iggy Pop mm. and Blondie. Wow. And I was just, and then also Generation Sex. I was like, who the fuck are Generation Sex? Um, and this was what this what tipped me over. I was just like, it is um, members of Generation X and the Sex Pistols combined <laughs> doing each, you know, doing songs from both bands. And oh, who God. is the singer? Billy Idol. So oh, well, I saw yeah. Billy Idol last year, but I was yeah. Like, yeah, them three. I mean, I'm sure they'll they'll add another couple. Hmm. Um, but yeah, fucking hell, that's good. What? A, yeah, an amazing lineup. Um, that'd be really cool. Um, so that's on the Saturday, the first of July. On Sunday, the second of July, I'm off to um, Shepherd's Bush Empire to see Billy Gibbons. Ooh, 
of uh, ZZ Top fame, um, yeah. his band, um, which has Matt Sorum, who was in Guns N' Roses, um, and Velvet Revolver, I think, on drums. That's cool. That is very cool. And then a couple of days, the first Tuesday, well, Monday and the Tuesday, I'm not doing anything as it stands. <laughs> Take two days to recover. Yeah. And then for Wednesday, Kiss, as we've covered. Yeah. Thursday, Bruce Springsteen at Hyde Park. Holy shit. The Friday, Billy Joel at Hyde Park. Oh, my God. The Saturday, Bruce Springsteen at Hyde Park. <laughs> What a week! Oh my, that is yeah. that's ridiculous. No, I mate. say it starts. Come I, on, I say it starts on the Saturday, but on the Friday, the thirtieth of June, Guns and Roses are playing Hyde Park. I mean, I don't know. Like, I did see them last year, and it was great, even with Axl Rose's, you know, vocal problems. Even though I thought they were fine for the most part, hmm. um, probably did more damage on that show than. But I'm like, if some, I think they're like. 90 to 100 quid yeah. for a, a general admission. That's your, your normal Hyde Park. You mm. get a whole day of bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if something comes up on Twickets, like a bit closer <laughs> to the time, uh, I may be starting things a day early. We'll see. Whoa. Yeah. That yeah. I would. I couldn't survive that anymore. It, honestly. I, I don't. I'm, I'm, honestly, not, I'm not saying I will. <laughs> I would be. I mean, just one one gig does me in now. Seriously, that I would be such a mess. I'm so you know, it's good that you've taken the week off. That would yeah, I, mean, I would I most might, definitely have to do that. I might be a mess, <laughs> but I think the thing is, especially with like, I mean, a lot of the time it's not just going to be the, like, like Kiss. I've already said to Rob, like, you know, I want a good spot, you like, like near the front, and I don't think it'd be too much of an issue hmm. at the O2 because I just wandered in. Um, to the O2 um, after the doors had opened quite a while after the door like 30 40 minutes after the doors had opened just wandered in and got a really good spot hmm. don't think it'd be a problem with Kiss especially Kindred are supporting them <laughs> it's a bit much for some of the Kiss fans um, but yeah no, I'm, you know but obviously a bit of a day is going to be you know just hanging around in a queue yeah you know at least a couple of hours before the door, doors hmm. open um, but then obviously Springsteen Billy Joel and Springsteen again they're going to be full day things starting at like one o'clock oh, full support. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to get, a, I'm only general admission. It was either do one gold and do a gold circle mm-hmm. or do two general admission. So did the two. Yeah. Yeah. I did done the same, mate. Cause he plays and, and the same with Billy Joel, but you know, you I want to get there and get a good spot in the general admission bit. Yeah. But there's a whole day of music before that. I don't know, have a clue who any of the support bands are yet. They haven't announced them yet, but, uh, yeah, so it's not a case of just going down in the evening and going to a gig for um, four of them, five of them. <laughs> it's just Billy Gibbons I can do that for, basically. So, yeah, uh, yeah. so yeah, they're going to be full days of just uh, full on. Hell. And then I'll have a Sunday off to rest. Yeah, you will not see anything on that Sunday. You'll just be a mess. I'm sure you will. Yeah, but- I'll be done yeah well you know obviously we've not been to gigs for a good few years um and there's i'm looking at what the tiv have announced coming up and there's some great rock stuff coming up um i'm not going to jinx it by saying what i want to go to at the moment 
all being well um, in future shows this year that we record together, uh, we'll both have some live music stuff to talk about. 80s related as well, of course. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. There's one in particular I think you want to see. And again, because you don't want to jinx it, I won't say. I, keep, mm. I think it's in May. Um, it is. Yeah, I think it is in May. Yeah. yeah. And um, it's, like, it's a triple bill, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, full on. One. Okay. Triple bill. Fucking hell of a triple, triple bill. So yeah, full I mean, on I, 80s. And it's like, yeah, oh my God, yeah. That's one where I'm just haven't quite got around to getting my ticket for it because it's it's in London as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a few. There's a couple um, dotted around that I haven't mentioned because I haven't got a ticket. I'm only, I've only mentioned the stuff I'm actually going to. But yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a few. There's a few gigs where and that's one of them. I'm just like, yeah, I think I messaged you about it, didn't I? Just like, yeah, this lineup. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? You know, we're here. I'm just looking now. Um, well, we're coming up to like an hour forty-five. Talk, talking 80 stuff we're now in 2023 you know bands are still going yeah movie rising De- you mean, know, directors I, 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 actors it's it's crazy I, I you know I, I give out about you know vince neil's vocals but motley crew are headlining wembley stadium this year yeah yeah fair play to them yeah i mean you know it's not you know and them and def leppard you know in 2023 headlining wembley stadium um Incredible. I think Guns and Roses, yeah. Um, winning the um, Hyde Park Crawling Festival on one of the days. It's you know, yeah. I think I think we've said before that this this is the decade, the twenty twenties, where the majority of at least the bands that we really loved in the eighties and the ones that are still going will no longer. Yeah, be doing stuff. Yeah, this is like it feels like the last time for a lot yeah. of them, like just yeah. like physically. Yeah, you know, you talk about Kiss as well, you know, and that like and Mick Mars just like you know, obviously. Mm. I mean, he's looked like death warmed up for so long. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised it's taken this long for yeah. them to uh, swap him out. But um, you know, it's yeah, this year, you know, with you know, ten. Well, I mean, God knows, seven years time, you know, yeah. it'll be like I can't imagine like. Is Motley Crue again? Yeah, twenty twenty twenty, you know, twenty thirty one tour. I don't think there'll be too many bands, yeah, you know, eighties like related. Are, I mean, like they will be in their eighties a lot. Of them. Yeah, so yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it crosses that line. I mean, Iggy Pop's pushing it, but um, mm. but uh, it's yeah, it does. Yeah, it does feel like this is probably for a lot of them is the last. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, make the and most bands of them. like and you know, then the, it'll be the bands like Pearl Jam and that, like uh, whoever. And Foo Fighters are the sort of like the classic rock bands that are touring. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you say, make the most of them. Definitely make the most of them while they're still here. Yeah, and touring. So, you know, if it is one last goodbye, just go and see them while you can. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Like, oh, like you just said, mate, we're going to have loads of uh, music chat during this year with the gigs that are oh, yeah. upcoming, that's for sure. Uh, and hopefully for the next few years as well. Um, shall I move on to movie stuff? Yeah, do it. I think I'm all talked out. Oh no, I'm not. I've got a, I've got a thing. Ooh, but I'll get to. Um, oh, okay. After yours, go on then. I will. Oh, no, uh... no, no. You, you, you do yours. Okay. Unless you, unless you want to finish with your stuff. No, 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 no. We'll, we'll, we'll finish with you, mate. We can finish with you because, uh, yeah, I'll go through the movie stuff. There's um, since we last recorded the trailer for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny has been released, which 
obviously going to watch it because it's Indiana Jones, but I have yeah. to hold my hand up and go, the trailer finished, and I went, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah. So, again, much like The Expendables 4, that might work in my favour, favor, that my expectations are quite low, so... But, and again, it can't be any worse than the last one. Oh, it can't be worse than Crystal Skull. Good Lord. Surely not. Uh, another Evil Dead film is coming. Evil Dead Rise. Uh, it's been released um, not too long from now, mate, March the 15th. Uh, and I'm just going to quote Wikipedia. Uh, it says, The film's development was preceded by scrapped plans for sequels to Evil Dead, 2013 version, and Army of Darkness. And a fourth season of Ash versus the Evil Dead, which ran from 2015 to 2018. Uh, by October 2019, Sam Raimi announced that a new film was in development with Robert Tappert producing, Raimi and Bruce Campbell executive producing, uh, and Cronin writing and directing the project. And that's who's going to do the new one. Uh, new Line Cinema, uh, the film's first distributor, was announced as a production company involved and principal photography began in New Zealand on June the 6th, 2021, and wrapped on October 27th. Uh, have seen a trailer for it. It looked all right, actually. It yeah, it looks... It, looks, it looked, looked okay. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's holding back with any gore or anything like that, but yeah. um, we will see, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, me and Tina have done... Um, a rewatch of Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness. We've still got to do the remake of Evil Dead. Um, a rewatch of that. Um, but yeah, but I, I'm on board for watching it and going, yeah, it looks all right. So, yeah. Again, we will wait and see. You can't comment until you've seen it, really, can you? So, but from the little bit I've seen, it looks good. Uh, Ghost, which I know is 1990, but. You know, it's near as damn it, the 80s. Probably, you know, some of it filmed in 89. Uh, great film. If nobody's seen it, go and watch that as well. Patrick Swayze. Uh, Channing Tatum's production company owns the rights to it. Okay. And they're going to remake it. And as far as Channing Tatum said, they're going to do something a little bit different with it as well. Quite what that entails, I've got no idea. No ghost. It's no, no, no ghost. No ghost. Imagine that. It's a film called Ghost and there's no ghost. It's just about someone who gets ghosted. Oh, that would be doing something different. What would they yeah. change? The famous pottery scene. What could they change that for? What would doing they... it on his own. Yeah, <laughs> 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 he had it all set up. That's where he, get, that's where he got, you know, they were going on a, they were going on a course. Yeah. yeah. He sat there on his own. Yeah. Clothed. <laughs> That is doing something different with it, that's for sure. I've called it. Yeah. But again, it's, you know, just to repeat the same old thing, why remake slash reboot films that were really good to ones that could have been good that weren't? I just, yeah. I don't, I still don't and never will get why they do this with Similarly, good films. That is true. But and also on a similar thing, like why do they keep, doing animated films and mm -hmm. i'm looking at super mario brothers and be like oh so and so is doing the voice of mario so and so is doing that's like these are films for children children do not give a shit <laughs> i mean and i'm saying this because like chris pratt is like a dog shit human being by the sound of it um <laughs> but and also like 
have you heard how he sounds? As yes, it's a me, Mario. Great, cool, mate. Glad you put me like why and like why didn't you just get the guy who did the voices of the video games who is in the film doing oh. other voices to do it? No one cares if it's someone you've not heard of. It's you, know, you just want to hear Mario do the Mar- be Mar- They just Mario. need that name on the poster, don't they? To get but a lot of the time in. they don't put like on animated films they don't put the names on oh. the posters. It's just like like it's not. I just honestly don't think like it's going to get it's that bigger selling point. Mm. Like, even Bob Hoskins did an ask an accent. <laughs> it wasn't the right accent, but he, yeah. he did an accent. Yeah, he tried. But yeah, it's just like, oh God, Chris mm. Pratt. But yeah, in, yeah, yeah, that feels like a similar thing. Like don't remake for yeah. remake Red Sonja, and I don't know if it will ever happen because um, I think um, oh, fucking nonce director was involved. Um, singer, <laughs> um, allegedly. Sorry, better say that. Um, like, uh, but Red Sonja was one. It's just like, yes, mm. that's what you remake. Yeah, there are so many that it's like, oh, the, you know, the idea of it's really good and it, it tried, but it, oh, it just didn't quite do what you wanted it to do. Remake that. Give it another chance. Don't don't remake really good classic films. I mean, how many times should they know by now that, you know, Robocop and, oh, God, what else? There's so many that my mind's just can't think of the names it's like every time i mean there are the rare occasions you know we've said before haven't we with dawn of the dead my yeah yeah my all-time favorite film the 78 version and then when the remake was announced i was you know but he's spitting bullets but it's it's pretty good actually it's it's not as good as the original for me but it's it's still all right but there are so many other total recall i mean for fuck's sake that remake is Oh, God, don't stick with the originals. Anyway, um, speak. oh, here we go. Speaking of reboots, but this might be different because it's in good hands. Sean S. Cunningham has announced Friday the 13th and House reboots. Now, oh, House. House as well, yeah. Well, I mean, House was good, but hmm. I mean, yeah, if you want to take another swing at it, fuck it, why not? Yeah, not and if it's Sean uh, S. Cunningham involved, you know, yeah. who's, who was in, you know... Integral part of the originals, anyway. It's like okay, go on. And I mean, yeah. most of the time with Friday the Thirteenth, they always just feel like like that last one. Just eventually, mm. it did a bit of origin, but eventually, it just felt like another sequel. Yeah, and I mean, that's the best way to go. I mean, it yeah. can feel fresh and you know rebooted, but it can still be a sequel. Mm. Uh, A twenty four, our friends A twenty four, who don't like to release things in the UK. <laughs> until years after they've been released everywhere else. Uh, Friday the 13th prequel series, uh, Crystal Lake for Peacock. Uh, and again, in my original notes, before I fucking lost them, I did have all the dates and more details about that. Well, we might get it in the UK um, pretty soon. Peacock, I think some of their stuff ends up on Sky slash Now, so hmm. it might not be as... I mean, if it, if it's like we get it in about like 12 months later be like yeah okay a, um, a24 definitely have something against the uk yeah i'm pretty um pretty sure they do like to start with but uh hmm. yeah so there might be a better chance as it's not a film yeah wait and see wait and see with that one um because of course there was the old friday the 13th series that i remember yeah. renting on vhs way back when <laughs> which had nothing really to do with 
Friday the 13th. No. It was like an antique store, if I remember yeah. rightly, with all different things in that. But yeah, we'll wait and see with that one. Uh, here's a sequel that I never thought I would see. Sorority Babes in the Slime Bowlerama 2. Uh, Christ. Or, as it was originally released here in the UK on VHS, The Imp, uh, which it had, uh, it was one of those that had a vacuum-formed cover mm. on it, if I remember rightly. Uh, always loved that film. I've got it on, I've got it on DVD as Sorority Babes in the Slime Bowlerama. Never thought I'd see a sequel to it. So <laughs> there's one to look out for. Obviously going to watch it when it comes out. Um, again, expectations low, but you never know. Uh, Tony Robinson is returning as Baldrick. Comic relief here in the UK is going to be, I don't know what month it is. Uh, it's normally March. Is it? There's Yeah, there's going to be a short sketch. Richard Curtis has, has written it, and um, Tony Robinson is... Uh, reprising his role as Baldrick, which he first played just, in the 80s, of course. Just Baldrick? Just Baldrick. No Blackadder. No Black just just Baldrick. Apparently, it's, it's, it's got something to do with a turnip from what I heard. Oh, well, uh, very timely. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. we should all be eating turnips at the moment. So, well, yeah, uh, yeah. Can't buy yeah. anything else in the supermarkets here. So, yeah. Yeah, we've been told. Turnips. Yeah. Turnips. Just live on turnips. And if you want something else. It's 1876. And yes. We need to be living on turnips. They live on turnips. If you want if you want three tomatoes, then you need to work 80 hours a week instead. Um, is, is what we're currently being told. Oh, anyway. Dave, we're, we're, we're all over the cusp of getting, uh, getting Ooh, political there. Borderline politics. Moving on quickly before I Yo. get into full-on ramp mode. Uh, bad news. You know, the, the news about Bruce Willis just gets worse, doesn't oh. it? It's, oh, you know, dementia. Yeah. And it is so... I mean, it is obviously so awful for, for anybody. You know, I went through it with, with my granddad you know, and I've seen what dementia does to people. Um, wouldn't wish yeah. it on, on anybody. And it does sound, from what they've said, a particularly nasty one. Yeah. It's, like, it's a rare one that's like frontal lobe, something yeah. like that. And it's just, a, oh, mate, just heartbreaking. It um, is. And when you think as well, you know, just the irony of it, that the characters, a lot of the characters that you played, you know, from Moonlighting and, and John McClane in the Die Hard movies and everything, those wise, cracking, quick-witted. Yeah. And now, you know, how he is now. Is, I mean, is yeah, just, I mean, it's oh, similar God. like with when Terry Pratchett went, you know, like, mm. yeah, you know, just like the, the wit, you know, it's always the wit and this, you know, how you, yeah. It is. It's, uh, yeah, it's, such, um, such bad news. So we just hope, you know, obviously he's got his family around him. Yeah, I just hope they can enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Together and, like, well, you hopefully can remember them. And exactly. Like yeah, and yeah, yeah. Just, just the worst. Yeah, just I mean, no, God. make the most of whatever you can do during these times. But it is just awful news. Um, also awful news. I should have put this in with the fucking Grim Reaper bit, really. Yeah, we're, yeah we're getting near the end. And Sorry. You're going out on a right. Here's me saying, oh, yeah, we should get the band bit over at the beginning. And then... Thankfully, I have a good. I've got an interesting bit at the end. Which, oh, thank, thank, thank God I didn't do my bit. That's a good job, right? Um, yeah, yeah. I only found out the other day. Tom Sizemore um, is in critical condition with a brain aneurysm. Holy shit, is he? Yeah. Um, this was, oh, as we record, it's about three days ago. I've seen nothing. Nothing's passed through my newsfeed. Um, no, I didn't even see it like trending on Twitter. So yeah, well, yeah. My so, algorithm that would sort of come up. You'd oh. think so, wouldn't you? Yeah, but. Um, Again, without checking, hopefully he's on the way up. But it didn't 
read good from Jeez. what I read a few days ago. So that's not good. Let's let's move on to something a bit more positive. Um, something that Tina got me. Two things Tina got me for Christmas was the Canon Film Guide. Uh, volume one and volume two, which I know you've got volume one, mate. Um, yes, I'm packing my copy of it right now oh, by my bedside uh, desk here. Wrist, written by Austin Tronic, who I believe is working on volume three now. He's again. working on volume three, and he's also contemplating doing a book about the unmade canon project. Oh, wouldn't be as big, oh, but yeah, that's oh yeah. He the, oh so so. Good. I mean, again, you know, if you're a regular listener to this show. Uh, or even if you're a new listener and you're listening because you've got some interest in the 80s, Canon Films, come on. You, you need to buy these box. They are they are so good. Uh, and we're going to be getting Austin on uh, one of these shows in the not-too-distant future. So me and you can have a chat with him, Tom. Oh, that'd be great, yeah. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that and then chatting things all, all Canon because, you know... Obviously, his knowledge is far going to outstrip ours, even though we've we've seen the majority yeah, of the I mean, films. I've, I've read a, a good chunk of the first book. Mm. Um, it's sort of like my before-bed book because it's too heavy to cover around. It's, it, it's, a, it's, it's a, a tome. Yeah, I mean, it's, you get your money's worth with these, but they're the yeah. perfect books. Okay, I'm just going to dip into it. I'm going to read this bit, and then yeah, okay, next I mean, time. Like, basically yeah, basically like a, like a film a night. Yes, exactly. Yeah, they're, they're, they're really, really good and very much looking forward to having a chat with Austin and, and digging into the, you know, the Canon film, uh, Canon film Canon, uh, because, you know, we've talked about them so many times in the past, so to, to get an expert's view on them will be really, really good. Uh, tomorrow, as we record, which will be Saturday, February the 25th, um, in Blackpool, there is the Future Fan Fest, uh, which, and again, I have more details about this, sorry. But it is, um, it's all to do with, it's it's Back to the Future. It's a Back to the Future fan festival. Uh, oh, there's, nice. there's set builds, there's props, there's cars. And this is the amazing thing, because I've seen a photograph of it. There's the world's only full-size time travel train from Back to the Future 3. And it's amazing. And you can go, if you go there tomorrow, we got invited to it um, if we wanted to cover it. Uh, but unfortunately, I can't get there tomorrow. So I'm gutted. You can go for the first time ever. You can go onto the train, into the cab of it, and have your photograph taken that you're in the train. And it looks amazing. It nice. looks so, so good. So I know this will be out after it has happened. Uh, but hopefully, this isn't the first one that they've had. Hopefully, there's going to be some more and there'll be more opportunities, if nothing else, to have your picture taken on that train, because that would be such a great opportunity to have that done. Uh, finally, just today, a mere hours before we recorded, mate, uh, Arrow Films announced that they're releasing on 4K Special Edition, and we talked about it not too long ago, The Last Starfighter. 4K version. Oh, great. Yeah. It's the films that are coming out on 4K now is unbelievable. Again, when you think back to the you know the days of VHS, uh, I think it's Second Sight Film. Um, I can't remember what month. Uh, Hitchhikers coming out. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What? <laughs> it's what crazy great times we live in that these again like. 4K releases. So, uh, yeah, The Last Starfighter, which we both really enjoyed re-watching it. So, 
yeah, I'm looking forward to watching the 4K version of that. And that is me done. So it's over to you, mate. Okay, well, my last thing is um, um, I joined a book club. Um, recommended. Oh, what? Are they still a thing? I immediately thought. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, it was was it Britannia with the... Oh, yeah, not like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, I mean, that is proper 80s. Yeah, my God. Uh, record clubs and all of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so this was uh, my friend Ria. Um, I know she'd uh, been getting... Um, been doing it for a while now it's called the abominable book club which is a book club that specializes in horror books mm-hmm. um so uh the general theme of it is you've got you can have different packages that range up to um i don't remember coming when they start but they range up to 25 pounds and you could basically you get um two new books and a uh secondhand old horror book it's normally horror dark thriller sort of thing yeah um so I was just like, oh, I'll give this a go. And I uh, signed up for the first box, which I got last week. Um, and it's it's very good. I went for the whole shebang. I sent you a video of like, we, well, it wasn't an unboxing because I'd already opened it, but I was just showing you what you got. <laughs> so it's like £25 and they've got two um, brand new books, one like a folk horror one, one like a sci-fi horror one. I haven't read them yet because my to-read piles are insane. The last <laughs> thing I need really is more books, but it's cool. <laughs> and then... Um, second hand book is wrapped in uh string and paper with a wax seal on it which is a nice touch yeah and you open that and uh, the one i got was um a uh like you, they try and keep it all like secret you know like they especially with the new books but everyone gets a different second hand one yeah i think that's how it works i don't know if everyone gets different new ones i don't know but anyway i've got um as you may know i've been sort of collecting the old stephen king paperbacks mm-hmm. and i got an old sort of late 80s edition of the first dark tower book oh god uh, i was just like oh this is a good start Perfect. Uh, also in it i got like tote bag some chocolate some tea bags and stuff bookmarks stickers um you know they just put all, lots of odds and sods in cool mm. stuff like that um you can just have the books on their own you don't yeah. without all the bells and whistles uh but i thought it was really worth it you know like you go on um, amazon or go to waterstones or foils or anywhere and you know like a new paperbacks 899 mm-hmm, 999 each mm-hmm. um you know the, the paper the second hand one it's hard to gauge a price some are more expensive than others but you know like so like the two books are like 20 quid yeah and then there's a second hand book and then like a tote bag and then you know you know just some sweets and stuff like that it's well worth it um uh so yeah it's uh there's a I highly recommend it. The Abominable Book Club. They're based in Wales as well. Pontypool sort of way, I believe. Ah, okay. Um and uh yeah, yeah, I guess I mean it's something we sort of support as well, you know, like small independent places. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, um and yeah, no, it's really good. The, the it was like a little like a little shoebox, all branded shoebox full of stuff. It did uh, look good. Was, what you sent me, it did. You know, even the presentation yeah. of it was really nice. Yeah, no, really well presented and just yeah, really, really cool. I'm looking forward to the two books sound really good. Um, I'm looking forward to getting into them. Mm. Um, and obviously, our king is king. Um, so yeah, um, they're doing a little offer. Um, I don't know if it's too late to sign up for now. It might be for next month's. Mine, I've already paid for next month's because I'm, I'm going to stick with it. Yeah. Um, 
one of the books are going to put in. They have a signed copy of the hardback of the Stephen King book, A Bag of Bones, um, signed back in the late 90s when it came out. And they're going to be putting one of them in a lucky uh, <laughs> lucky person's box. So I'm um, just like crossing everything. Yeah. Never know. Not why I carried on doing it. I just carried on doing it because it's fucking rad. It's really cool. Well, so, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely going to keep doing that. I mean, as I say, my book to read a pile. I do try and alternate between fiction and non-fiction, but I feel like I'm just going to, these horror books are going to be piling up. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but no, really, yeah, if you, I think they're on Twitter, I think they're more active on Instagram, but Abominable Book Club, Google it as well, you'll get the website. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just really cool for horror fans. It does. It sounds really good. Yeah, I'm going to look more into that as well. Yeah, yeah, as I say, you don't need to do the full £25 blowout edition. You can just have the books, but... Mm. Um, it's just really cool, yeah. And um, some of the book, you know, like I don't know if you know, I might not stumbled upon them with the new titles. So, uh, hmm. yeah, good shit. Yeah, good, good shit. That I mean, that could be that could be the poster um, for this episode, mate. I mean, just just over two hours of eighties related. I mean, God, stuff. just as well we just as well we didn't Imagine have. Imagine if we had movies as well. We'd be pushing like, three hours. That'd be oh. an old. That'd be like one of the old eighties picture house ones. Good lord, yeah, it would be. I knew it would be like this. With usually is with a catch-up show if we haven't recorded for a while. Uh, and like I said earlier, it still amazes me. Uh, you know the amount of eighties-related stuff there is still to chat about these days. So yeah, yeah. never-ending. Yeah, um, right. So as we, we know reach the end of this episode. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> never-ending. Goodbye. Uh, uh, yeah. So we, you know, there's a lot of good stuff coming up. We will be back, like we said, back to. He says, Touchwood, uh, a monthly show that we will be. Uh, I think I am so looking forward because when we chat, mate, at the end of March, you would have run the Rocky Steps. That is incredible. Yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> God, I'm going to be, I'll be talking about New York. Uh, oh. It'll be a long, yeah, be a, that'll be a long one. I'll try and keep it as concise as possible. Yeah, but, there'll uh, be, there'll be a lot to, to chat about. Um, I would, I would highly recommend because I'm presuming, mate, you're going to be putting stuff on your Instagram account while you're there. Yeah, Instagram, yeah. Yeah, so what is your Instagram? Because, yeah, anybody listening to this, go and follow Tom because, like, you know, you've just heard he's going to be doing some good shit coming up. Yeah, it's um, TomDUK, T-H-O-M-D-U-K. I mean, I've got Twitter, but I won't be tweeting about it. Yeah, it'll it'll all be on your Instagram. But, yeah, yeah, Instagram will be the place. That's where you put photos. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be a lot. It's going to be, uh, yeah. I mean, as I say, don't know half the stuff I'm going to be doing yet, but it's going to be cool. Oh, you know what? The one thing I'd love you to do, if you can, and it is when you've run the Rocky Steps and you're at the top of them and you've taken it all in and you know, have a sit down. I've told you, you know, I sat on the Rocky Steps for ages after I did it. Mm. Uh, and you'll have your phone with you, obviously. Just record a minute's audio, just whatever you're thinking, whatever's going through your mind. Yeah. And I'll, I'll put it into, I'll put it into I the mean, March chances episode. Are I'd have recorded, I mean, I wouldn't be able to send it because I wouldn't have Wi-Fi. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah. My chances are I would send you a voice message when I'm there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, definitely. That's yeah. a good idea just to. Yeah. When you get, when you get back and I'll, I'll edit it into the March show because yeah. I'd just love to hear your thoughts as you're there on the Rocky Steps after you've done it and just, taking everything in i think that'd be like a really cool thing for everybody to hear because yeah again and, uh, i'm not going to go into it once now I've, once I've, once i've stopped crying yeah exactly be yeah because i know what i went through when i did it and it was like oh yeah, yeah so that'd be kind of cool 
Uh, so you know everybody follow Tom. Obviously, you follow us. Um, Twitter's the best place, uh, which is at 60MW Podcast. But of course, go to the website. Just bookmark the website, um, 60MW.co.uk, n- numerical 60, not alphabetical. Links to all we do is on there, on all the podcasts, news reviews, everything is on there. So please bookmark that. Uh, and another good thing you could do is just tell people about our podcast. Share it. Word of mouth is a really good way of um, getting us known. Uh, and if you haven't already, leave us a review. Let us know if you do, wherever. Uh, that'd be really nice if you want to spend a couple of minutes doing that. We will be back at the end of March, as you've already heard. Lots of good stories incoming. Uh, but between now and then, there's lots of other of the different format shows that we do that will be released. Interviews, gaming stuff music, movies, all the usual entertainment things. Uh, so until then, thank you for listening. Tom, it's been awesome to get back on the mic with you again. It has. Yeah, it's been it's been a while, as we've said a few times in the past. Uh, but yeah, fingers crossed that it's we're, we're back to our usual monthly shows and we can chat all things 80s again. And uh, long may there be 80s stuff to chat about, mate. Let's hope Indeed. so. Yeah. So uh, yeah, until next time. Bye. Damn it, you got in before me. And the pressure's now on me. Okay, so goodbye, and Tom, have an awesome trip.